Bom dia, meus irmãos e irmãs, neste episode number 177. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning after an evening or night as we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and to play. I'm one of your four hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja, finally home back in old Brazil, Lucas Ham Swisher. Also with me, the judge, the jury, and the executioner of fake news and spoilers, Patrick Novosel. Uh, can you translate what you said? Yeah, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> I feel like you're going to have to roll that back in English. Good morning, my brothers and sisters on this. And then I did English from there. You guys uh, can translate that. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. Uh, let's see. On his left and my right, only in spirit, the Rocket League and Beast of the East who can make you laugh in three words or less. Sorry, your money back. Ronnie Johantis. Hi. Hi. And last, but certainly not least, the final member of the GMG Quadfecta, who's got music in his heart, Apex Legends on his brain, and La Caretta in his old stomacho, Mark Boucher. Literally, I have La Caretta in my possession right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you, are you eating it while we record? Uh, no, probably not directly while we record, but I was trying to munch on it prior to us recording. <laughs> so, that's- oh, that's a restaurant. Yes. So yes. I thought it might be a dish. I was like, I've not heard of that. So La Caretta is a, is a Mexican restaurant uh, in this in Lynchburg, where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, you should ask Gabe about it. Gabe's been there. Um, well, apparently they have them here in Houston, or at least one of them. Do they now? Because um, I thought it was just a chain local to the Virginia area. But I mean, I could mm-hmm. be wrong about that. But uh, there's probably a bunch of places named La Caretta. But this particular one is banging. Like I, I talk about this, this restaurant all the time. It's not like, you know, five star restaurant kind of thing, but in terms mm-hmm. of like how Mexican restaurants are like, and there's like three or four in this city period, like in total, um, the one that we go to is particular one. It's like super nice. Um, like it's, it's set up to look like an old, like Mexican, I guess it was like a, is it like a hacienda or a, I can't remember what the, it looks like a Mexican house basically. Yeah, and looks we'll go super with hacienda. Nice. That yeah. sounds legit. Okay. Now, have you purchased stock in, in that yet? Or are you still working on that? Uh, if, if they, uh, if they go on the market, I may, I may invest and I may, right. uh, <laughs> I go there every week uh, with my wife's family. That's basically our weekly Hang out, Chris. Yeah. Mm. So 75% of the time he's got La Caretta in his old stomacho. Yep. Got it. All right. That guy that you heard, the extra voice, as it were, is also a member of a quadfecta. And he is joining us tonight from the great state of Texas. Indeed. He is the nicest ginger Texan I know, who's one of the hosts for our uncle podcast, Married to the Games. He's a dad joke connoisseur. He is a Metallica metalhead and a prophet of inverted controls. Damn. It is the one and only release the Chris <laughs> McCracken. You're spoiling some of my answers for some of the questions <laughs> later on. <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't mention nothing about any unpopular opinions here. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I feel like that's all I have are unpopular opinions. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not be what influenced us to do the topic we're doing tonight. Mm. But 
Before we get into the topic, of course, and as always, we're going to talk about what's new news, uh, where we just share what's been going on in real life, what's been going on in the gaming front. And of course, since Chris is our guest tonight, he is going to lead the way in an unofficial segment we like to call the Good Morning Guys Guest Gauntlet or the GMGGG. Uh, (laughs) You feel free to give us a life update. Uh, give us a gaming update and be prepared because we may hit you with a barrage of questions okay. uh, at will. So that's the gauntlet part of it. So Chris, what's going mm-hmm. on? Tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you and feel free to just jump right into your update. Um, so I, as mentioned, I live in, I'm currently living in Houston, Texas. I hailed originally from Dallas, Texas, moved South for um, a job opportunity last year. In fact, just a couple days ago was my one year anniversary. Um, Congrats. Thank you. Um, And so uh, I do video production for a living um, for a media company out here. And uh, we've been here. So even though I I have been with the company a year, um, we didn't move down to Houston until June. Um, And just because with the way that COVID was going, especially at the time, the whole company was working remote and it was like, okay, June was when they were going to kind of open it up and at least in our area for our company specifically um, and, and start coming back to the offices and things like that. So I, the deadline for me to be down uh, here was in June mm. uh, and we just couldn't, the housing market, I'm, it sounds like it's been this way everywhere, at least on the, in the U S but it, the housing market down here was just absolutely insane. So we just mm-hmm. couldn't find anything. Like we, we put in a couple of bids on some different houses, but got outbid immediately, like $40,000, $50,000 over what we were willing to ask. And that's over the original asking price. And they went over what we were able to offer. So we ended up having to rent, um, which is not the most ideal. Um, but we found a place that worked out pretty well. It's, it's, a, it's a rental community, but they're, they're all individual homes. So we didn't have to do like an apartment or anything. Nice. Okay. So like I have a garage and I have all that other kinds of stuff. It's just, it's much smaller square footage wise and everything's real tight and the house is like right on top of each other. So it's, it's just a little cramped postage stamp. Yeah. So that being said, um, because June is when our lease comes back up, we've kind of ramped up since all the holidays ended starting the search again, because we don't really have much time, but realistically we don't have much time when you add in like the, all the back and forth and getting inspections done and then the closing and all that kind of stuff can take up to right, right. a month, month and a half, you know, yeah. something like that. So we're doing our best to try and get things figured out. So all I've really been doing outside of just my day-to-day duties where I, for my job, um, is house hunting and looking. And we went and looked at about four different houses this weekend. Nothing really that we're super interested in putting an offer on, but at least seems like the market's maybe settling down at least a little bit. I still don't know for sure. Cause since we haven't actually made an offer on anything, if, if it's, we're going to get crazy outbid right away, but there's way more houses that we run into when we're searching and through our real estate agent where, Oh, this house has been on the market for a month. This house has been on for two months. Before it's like a thing had been on there for two days and it was gone. It did, and it didn't right. matter. Yeah, it, it, we we saw one house um, when we were just meeting our real estate agent, just kind of learning each other, and she was learning our likes and dislikes and things. She showed us this one home, and we were like, "There's no way we would ever know." Like we didn't even need to go inside. We we're like, "No, yeah. I'm not gonna do this." And that house <laughs> got gobbled up for you know thirty, forty thousand over their asking in like a Jeez. matter of a day, and it's just like. So it seems like it's not that bad now, but at the same time, 
I'm still expecting it to be a bit of an uphill battle. And most of my weekends henceforward are probably yeah. going to be stuck with looking for homes, possibly viewing them. And then, you know, all that rigmarole. So right. yeah, it's not it sounds super... like, uh, it sounds like realtors have become auctioneers now and they're just out there going, all right, can I get on 30,000 more? Okay. We got 40,000 more. You know, the really crazy, the really, and I don't know on I just don't know enough about it. So I don't know if this is, like a legal thing. I don't think that it is, but it's like, you have to have a realtor. Yeah. I, oh, I can find all these sure. homes and, and some, if it's an open house, obviously I can go, but if it's not, they won't even let me make an appointment to come view it unless a realtor is the one setting it up. Yeah. And so huh. it's just like, ah, which again, our realtor lady so far has been fine, but it's just like, I'd really rather just do this on my own and then just bring that person in right at the very end. Like, I'd, but you know, is what it is. Like you got to play the game and then hopefully it ends up working out for the best in the end. If it gets to be April and we haven't found anything, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll figure it out then. But for yeah. right now, just going to keep oh, fingers man. crossed that we find something that for sure. we'll be happy with. Because at the end of the day, we could renew here, but I really don't want to renew for a whole another year. I just don't like being one. I don't like renting in general. I'd rather own. And then two, yeah. um, I just don't want to be, I hate being like locked in and not having yeah. flexibility. That's why like, I, I, I haven't had a phone contract since the first time I could ever get out of it, I've always just been, um, I'm not doing that. Don't out. give me, don't lock me down on anything. I'll buy the phone outright back when that was like insane to do. It yeah. was like, that was absolutely nuts. And I was like, Nope, I'll do it. Cause I don't want you to have anything on me. I want to be able to go to where I want and do what I want <laughs> anytime I want. I just like the freedom of being able to do whatever I want. So yeah, man, yeah. renting is not ideal for me, but you know, that said it's worked out as best as I could have asked for up until this point. So fingers crossed it continues nice. to do so and, and maybe moves forward. Yeah. Um, the gaming front really haven't been playing hardly anything. I've jumped into a little bit of Apex and maybe I, I booted up Overwatch once or twice. Again, I, I kind of mentioned this on, on our show, Married to the Games, but I'm just kind of like in this mode where I just don't want to play anything. I mean, I, I want to play something, but when I boot up either machine that I have, I just, I look and nothing really calls my name except something multiplayer. I don't really want to get yeah. into anything that's going to take a ton of time because we're about to get into a bunch of new things launching and I don't want to yep. stop in the middle of something. Yeah. So it just it, it it makes sense that multiplayer stuff is what I'd be getting into when I am playing something because it is so easy to just jump in, jump out. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't ever really like being in this mode, even though it's not necessarily something that I brought on. It's just it happens every so often where you just look. I just can't tell you how many games I scrolled through on Game Pass. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff here. I don't want to play none of it. So I don't know what I'm going to do. So, and then I just mm. go back and look at this stuff. Who really cares? Kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that there's like several really great hidden gems in there that I just don't know about, but there's so many games in there. It's like, ah, am I really going to go and bounce it along? A lot of these just to find the one. It's like, no, nah, let's go watch something on TV. <laughs> yeah. Instead. So that's where I've been on the, the gaming front. Not, not much other than the old faithfuls. It's all good. It's all good. Comfort that's, food. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's sometimes life. I mean, from like August till the end of the year, every week I found a way to mention Hades and uh, yeah. something about that game. So I, I definitely understand the just playing what, what you're comfortable with, what you enjoy. Mm -hmm. Now, I do want to throw a quick question at you just so people get an idea. I think you've already alluded to it, but what would you say your top three games of all time would be if you had to choose them right here, right now? Uh, of all time, top yep. three, top three. Okay, let me get to my notes here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you came prepared. You well, have so I, I have my my one. 
I mean, then the, my number one uh, over everything it has been and always and probably will forever be uh, Metal Gear Solid, the original. Metal the first Gear. game. The, <laughs> yes. The, it's, I like that. It's the first game that really blew me away and made me think games can be like movies. For yeah. sure. It just always stuck with me. Um, and it's I'm, for the most part, I'm a move forward in gaming guy. I don't really go back to a ton of games. Um, but Metal Gear is one of the ones that I can go back to all the time, and I've played it numerous times. And and for that matter, Metal Gear 1, 2, and 3 in particular, I really, really like. Um, I loved Metal Gear Solid 5 as well, and, and then you know the other ones. Uh, but um, that one I can go back to, and even though it's an old game, and you, the, in theory, if you're, especially if you're someone who started just playing now, the controls are horrible, but to me, they, they feel familiar, so they don't feel bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my number one. Um, my number two is actually a very, very, very recent game. Well, not very, 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 more just like one very kind of very, um, okay. just it's one very. the 2018 <sighs> reboot or whatever you want to call it, uh, for God of war. Yeah. Nice. Yes. And it, it actually, when I got done playing it, I, I was like, oh, is this game about to overtake metal gear? And I mm. ultimately came down on the decision that no, it didn't, uh, but that's probably very heavily because of the nostalgia part. Like if I, I don't know, man, it, it was, it did a lot for me. I, I really, really enjoyed that game. That's yeah. a good one. I think that was our GMG top 100 number one, right? It was number for, one uh, of all time for us. For our, oh yeah, we, we did that last year or the year before. Yeah. We time took, I think it was last year. Yeah. We yeah. took the aggregate of all of our scores and where we mm-hmm. ranked it in our, in our, in our personal top 100 and got a more mm-hmm. ended up being number one. Yep. Wow. And number 100. The getaway, PS One. <laughs> there was only Patrick played it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. <laughs> and number three, like I don't know, this is something where I so bet the, the swinging, number three swinging door, like yeah, it's it would probably be different. On the day of the week. It would probably be different almost any time you thought about. It. But I just right now in this moment, I'm probably going to say, at least from my memory, I think I'm going to say um, Gran Turismo Two. Oh, okay. Because I played, it was, from my memory, it was the only racing game where I ever did one of those endurance races, like legit sat through it and did the entire thing. And I was like, never would have thought I'd have done that. And then I just got so into the game. How long do those go, those endurance races? I think they're, man, I, I hope I'm not blurring the lines between different versions here, but I think that they had different levels. Um, but I want to say they had at least one that would be 24 hours. I didn't do that one. Uh, I wouldn't be allowed to do that one because I, <laughs> I was in school. <laughs> I believe that I did. Mine was um, like six or eight hours, something mm-hmm. like that. That's still, and, that's and back commitment. then you could pause, but you couldn't like there was no sleep mode or rest mode or any of that kind of right. stuff. Yeah. So, yes, I could go to the restroom and do things and stuff like that. But it was, ma, I'm not doing nothing this Saturday, right? I'm free, to, you know, and then clear you know, my schedule. Yeah. And it was kind of insane. So sweet. Very cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, any other gauntlet questions, boys? Oh, I didn't know we were supposed to come Patrick, Mark. with gauntlet questions. Um, I mean, this is the best time to do it. Well, we can, we can, we can litter it throughout. I mean, if what you want to is your litter quest? it through, <laughs> 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 no littering. Good, sir. We don't litter here. We're health. We're conscious of the environment. Sorry. Yeah, you're forgiven. All right. Uh, that's fine then. So the gauntlet is going to continue throughout. So Chris, be ready. Okay. If anything, if at any time we just want to stop everything and say, Chris, answer this question. Got it. The gauntlet is coming at you. 
All right, uh, Marcus, why don't you go ahead and give us a little update, my friend? What's been going on? Yeah, man. So on the uh, on the real life front, uh, I had a nice, fun little experience last Wednesday. Uh, I had what's called an upper endoscopy, where basically I had a camera shoved down my throat. Sounds magical. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's quite fun. Hmm. Um, so um, did they at least like rub it in sauces you get at like La Caretta or something, so it tasted good going down? Well, the thing is, I couldn't remember any of it. Um, so, that way. <laughs> so they could have put like the most disgusting foods possible on it. Mm. I maybe have an ass candy, like candy corn. <laughs> um, not for me. <laughs> could have coated it in candy corn. That would have been gross. <laughs> not for me. I would have. I would have been absolutely happy with that. Um, and I will. I will stand firm on that, as you know. Um, but uh, no. So basically. Um, with you know with the the issue i've been having with my my chest pains and all this kind of stuff over the past year um there was concerns um over it be being something gastro like a, a hiatal hernia or something like that and so um yeah they set me up for an upper endoscopy and basically they um they take a camera they put it down your esophagus all the way down to the tip of your stomach where your esophagus meets your stomach and they, they look in there, try to see if there's anything obvious. Uh, they did a biopsy. So they took a little bit of it out of there, um, things like that. And it was, it was weird. Um, so I wasn't allowed to eat anything, um, after midnight the night before, um, like a gremlin wasn't even allowed. What what's that? Like a gremlin. <laughs> yep. Don't feed it after midnight. Nope. That's right. <laughs> Don't throw water, on, water on it either. Um, Mm-mm. but, um, but yeah, no, I wasn't allowed to take any medication or anything like that. Um, and then they bring you in, get you set up and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then they give you the good stuff. Um, mm. So basically, they what they do is they have you turn on your side and they they have this bite block that they put in your mouth so that you don't bite down on the camera when they're trying to put it in your mouth. Um, and, and then they give you uh, they gave me propofol, which is really potent uh anesthetic um basically um and and it was weird because when they gave it to me um all of a sudden i started hearing this and then within four seconds i was gone um completely Hmm. out and then by the time i remember anything else i was back in the recovery room uh had no idea that anything happened four Um, seconds yeah goodness yeah, mm. it's you're you're out so quick. Um, side note, having too much of that stuff, that, that's what killed Michael Jackson. Just letting you know, mm. propofol. propofol. Um, yeah, so uh, obviously did not take as much as he did. Um, but in any case, um, yeah, brought me back to and everything. And uh, I felt a little little woozy after the fact that like my legs felt like jello and everything like that. Mm. I wasn't allowed to drive for 24 hours. Wasn't allowed to make any major life decisions or anything like that. Um, but, uh, the frustrating part was, uh, they, so they found some irritation in my, in my esophagus in that area, some major stuff, but it doesn't answer the questions that I had mainly with the chest pains and arm pain and stuff like that. And I've had, uh, Chris, I've basically had a whole bunch of other tests that basically have told me it's not cardiac related. Mm-hmm. So 
not sure what it is at this point. Cause I asked like, would that irritation cause chest pains and heaviness and things like that? And he's like, Nope. So kind of back at square one. Yeah. At this point. That's um, a bummer. So it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's interesting that, that they found something and they basically upped my medication uh, to try to help with that, but it doesn't really answer all the questions. So the search continues, I suppose. Um, uh, where we go from here, I don't exactly know. Um, we, we might look into um, whether I'm allergic to foods, um, do like an allergy, allergy panel of some kind um, and, and see if that's something that's, that's possible. Um, but, but we'll go from there and uh, just got to trust, trust God with the rest of it. And For sure. um, that was basically the biggest thing that, that happened uh, through my last week. Um, in terms of real life stuff, uh, on the gaming side of things, um, I played some of uh, the adventure of link Zelda two. Um, and why were you playing that? Oh yeah. So, uh, Chris, if you're not familiar, uh, I am playing through the entire mainline series, like only the console games of the Mm -hmm. Zelda series through 2022. Um, I have already beaten, the first Legend of Zelda, the NES one. And so uh, we jumped into Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. That's another NES NES title. And within two hours, I was done with, with this mm. game. Like, rage quit the game. <laughs> Are you playing Skyward Sword, the waggle one? Are not the waggle. Not the waggle one. We're, we're doing it, this. Was it much better when they updated it for Switch? Um, I have not played through the full Switch version okay. yet, um, but that'll be because I'm doing it in in order yeah, yeah, of release. Um, but I do I have, have heard, I have heard good things for those who have yeah. disliked the waggle that yeah. they they thought the controls were much better. So well, yeah, if you didn't like the waggle, there's hope for you. That's one of the ones that I haven't beaten yet. Was was I played it with the waggle and I still loved it. It it, it was really fun, and I get the people that hate on the waggle, which may or may mm-hmm. not come up in our topic but uh it regardless uh i enjoyed it and it was a fun game yeah waggle or no waggle but yeah more power to you yeah but uh no this zelda 2 is just ridiculously difficult um like i know it's 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 original nes era all those games back then were a lot more challenging um they were a lot shorter and and things like that um, so they kind of had to up the challenge level, but that game is just unrelenting in my opinion. And Lucas, I know you mentioned to me, it's like, yeah, my, my dad almost beat this game when, yeah, when, my yeah. non-gaming middle-aged dad, he got well, next to last boss. And then the save glitched out. Cause back in the day you had to like hold the power button or hold the reset button, then hold the power button and then release the power button while still holding the reset button and then release it all. And you had to do it exactly the same way every time. And if you did it wrong one time, it would restart the battery or the saves or whatever, and you would lose everything. And so he was like on the fire dragon, I think, which is the next to last boss and lost it all. And he gave up gaming after that. Like he literally <laughs> threw down the controller and he's like, nope, I'm not, I'm done. And then he just, he walked out of my room and I was just like, oh, okay. He was, I guess, uh, he was defeated that day. He was defeated. But, but how far instead- did you get? I'm curious to know in the two hours um, you played. I I only got I only beat the first dungeon 
and and was heading towards death mountain i think it maybe i did beat the second dungeon i can't remember but i was heading towards death mountain gotcha. at that point and uh that game is just so stingy on on life on the enemies are just absolutely ridiculous and trying to avoid their hits i hate trying to trying to to um block because basically yeah. blocking in that game is just making sure you're in the right place at the light, right time with your shield. There is yeah. no, obviously with the NES graphics and controls and things like that, it's not a putting up your shield kind of thing. It's, it's literally you have to put yourself in the right spot. And, well, I'm pretty and, sure it's, it's one of the few Zelda games where you actually need to grind to get, yeah. to get going. And you just have to go to the fields and get the little enemies to pop up and go into those areas kill and then rinse and repeat like for a long time to get yourself powerful enough to survive in the higher areas. Yeah. And wow. it was just, it was unrelenting and I, it, it got to the point where I just, it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, uh, it quickly disappeared and, uh, we are, we're moving on to link to the past. Uh, the, my opinion, much, much better game. Um, it's it's my favorite Super Nintendo game um, for sure. Um, so we'll be doing that on Saturday, streaming it nice. at 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, man. We'll just call it a mulligan. You get a mulligan yep. in most sports. Everybody gets one. Or maybe just golf. You get a mulligan in this too. So Well, I mean, a mulligan means you get to do it over. I and mean, I would not do it over. You yeah. want to move on to the Oh, next that's one. true. Skip a hole. Uh, a you gimme? Want to skip a hole. Skip a hole? What are, what are, what are... <laughs> a gimme. Yeah, a gimme. <laughs> a gimme? <laughs> yeah, link two, that's a gimme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sucks because it was it was my resolution for 2022 and I feel like there's there's like a big old asterisk on it now. Um, but it just it just got to the point where I was I was done with it and it it was not fun to me. Like I understand challenges you know, and, and trying to make sure, you know, trying to play it until, until you beat it. But this, this game is just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. In my book, you don't have an asterisk, you know, play the games you love. If you don't like it, start it off and play something else. Yep. You try gave it, you gave it the old college try. You gave it, play it for two hours. That's a good yeah. college try. Two hours mm-hmm. is a good try. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I needed to get a, a palate cleanser of some sort, something, something new, something fresh, something, different um well little did i know that that fresh and something different uh would be something that's part of our book club for november (laughs) Mm -hmm. somebody's Um, jumping the gun yeah so i did not check i didn't even think to check the the video game book club list and uh, due to listening to some recent episodes of the married to the games podcast and them talking about hellblade Mm -hmm. uh quite a bit um I had I had decided to jump into Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Um, and from what I've played of it, I am absolutely loving this game. Um, I, I, I slept on this game. Like, I don't know what it was that it just wasn't something that was interesting me. I don't know if I just thought it was something that it wasn't. Um, I thought it was like a super heavy RPG game. Mm-hmm. Um, or or something like that, which I mean, I know Zelda games are technically action RPG games, but they're not, they're really light on that end. Um, I'm not into the super heavy stuff like your Dark Souls and things like that. Um, and I guess I just didn't do enough research on it. Um, there was one particular moment that I'm I'm not gonna speak on, but I was like, uh, I don't know if I should turn this off or not. 
because I don't know if this game is going to be my cup of tea. And it's like super early on in the game. Um, but upon further research, it is not what I thought it was. And so I decided to continue. Um, hmm. but I'll be curious uh, to know in November what uh, that is. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's real early. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so I started playing that obviously. Then I found out that it's on the video game book club list. Um, I think I'm still going to go ahead and beat it anyway, go through it and play it um, since I've started it. And I'll probably come back around to it again in November when we, we start talking more about it. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm absolutely loving, loving the game so far. Uh, looking forward to uh, Saturday or not Saturday, Friday uh, when, and I know I'm kind of sort of the resident Pokemon person here uh, when Pokemon legends Arceus comes out, I pre-ordered that game. Nice. Uh, so I've seen a lot of gameplay and, and, and trailers for it and things like that. Um, and I'm, I'm interested, I'm interested in playing it. So um, I actually used some of my Christmas money to pre-order it. Um, which was, which was pretty good. So I'll definitely be, I'm thinking about maybe doing a late night stream on Friday mm. and, Ooh. and streaming it, um, after just to, hours, after hours, <laughs> um, just to, just to play through it and, uh, start, start that up. Um, so we'll see, keep, keep your eyes on the old, uh, social media and, and we'll see whether I do that, but I'm excited to play it. But yeah, man, that's been, uh, it's been my week in a nutshell. All right. Speaking of nuts, Patrick. Hey, why don't you take take a what? crack at it? <laughs> <laughs> Just go with it, Patrick. Go with it. Okay. Uh, yeah. All you. right. So big things happened this past weekend. Yeah, huge they did. Things. Huge things that haven't happened in decades, like three Thir- plus decades. Thirty-one years. It's been it's been a long time. It's been a lo- so it's been so long since the Bengals. Have gotten to the AFC Championship. It's really been so long since they've won a single game in the playoffs. That's correct. <laughs> so seeing them win two games and the way they won against the Tennessee Titans, I really wish Ronnie was here because Ronnie is my brother from Cincinnati that is also a big, huge Bengals fan. And so the, the way they won, I mean, it was just like the Titans were just on defense, just relentless. You know, it was, yeah. they, they sacked Joe Burrow nine times. It nine was crazy. Times. It was, and he was so still, hard to watch. He was still able to throw over 300 yards. He still had 75% completion rate. You know, he was just getting beat up back there. Um, and so we get to the end of the game, you know, it's 16 to 16, I believe it was 16, 16. Yeah. And then uh, they, they got it on the field and they're going to get ready to kick a field goal to win the game. And with time as time's expiring. And so I am standing up and I am like really, really excited because I haven't seen this, you know, I was like six years old, seven years old. The last time the Bengals were in the playoffs. So I really didn't understand the gravity of it. It took 31 extra years for me to understand the gravity of it because I've been in Cincinnati and seeing them lose in the playoffs has just been rough, just rough every single year. You know, Cincinnati is the, is the city of disappointment, you know, expect to be disappointed. And this year the Bengals have really risen above that. And so I was standing up waiting for this field goal and my watch bangs on me and it says, are you working out? 
And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I look at my heartbeat and my heartbeat's 155 beats per minute. And which is a, which is what, what is like when you're working out, you know, uh, compare in comparison, my resting heart rate is 74 beats per minute. So it was already twice as high as what my resting heart rate is. And so, um, yeah, when, and they kicked the field goal, they won it. The whole house went crazy. Uh, it was, it was a really, really awesome experience. Um, to see to see to see that you know firsthand you know it was it was funny because my dad you know is 30 years older than i am and then my son is 30 years younger than i am so it was just like you know my dad was like hey i was your age the last time the Bengals won won a playoff game and so it was just really cool to see that generational thing there um so yeah we got the kansas city chiefs next week for the afc championship uh we've already quite a game Already beaten them once this year. I know it's really hard to beat a team twice in one year. So let's uh, just hope hope for the best for them this year. Or for the, no for doubt. Week. I'll be rooting with you, brother. Yeah. Uh, it's on- really hard to beat a team twice in a season. I'm really, really hoping that it's really hard to beat a team three times in a season because I do not want San Francisco going to the Super Bowl. Because I believe be, that they beat LA both other times they played this year. I believe. I could have that wrong. Let me look I'm that up. I'm not sure. But Back yeah, I, it would be, I, you know what? It would be crazy if the 49ers and the Bengals win this coming weekend because that would put the Bengals in the Super Bowl for the third time ever all against the 49ers. Are you serious? It's, yeah, they lost it. Yeah, don't put uh, that. Eight. Don't put that juju on me. I don't it's know. Just yeah, like, don't put that out. Put there. that evil on me, yeah. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be really neat just to just to see see that because uh, the Rams are good and make it third times a charm. Exactly. And the Bengals do it. I tell you what, man. Uh, being in the U.S. Uh, these past couple weeks and getting to watch football games more consistently and also like root with you uh, with the Bengals. And then also my kids are at the perfect age to ask questions and they've been really interested. And so it's been really cool to, uh, to be a part of this with you guys and uh, just enjoy it, you know, firsthand. It's really hard to keep up with NFL and most professional sports from, from Brazil because it's, it's just very tertiary. It's very much to the side. There are, there are people who like it, but not as many as in the U S so. Go sports. Right. You, get, you like the 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 Go sports ball, football, the football. <laughs> yes, yeah, so San Francisco beat LA both times they played this year because right. they're in the same conference. So mm. let's go. Well, you Good know game. what? I'm going to be rooting for the Rams, not just because all the stuff you said about the 49ers, but also my boy, uh, the quarterback for the Rams uh, that I've forgotten his name, even though I just called him my boy. <laughs> Uh, my boy what's his face yeah yeah former detroit lions it would be a good uh redemption story for him because no doubt my uncles are diehard lions fans and he he did his best he and uh megatron uh not cal ripkin what was his name johnson calvin johnson close enough (laughs) <laughs> you, you're, on, you're, on, you're on fire with the names tonight you can tell i know a lot about sports ball and all those things yeah, it's the jet lag <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll blame it on the jet lag <laughs> yeah as a as a detroit Lions fan uh i want i definitely want stafford to take the rams past the the 49ers for sure and i'll root for the commercials there you go 
do it. <laughs> not this weekend. This weekend doesn't have to go to commercials. That's a, that's the Super Bowl. Not yet. Yeah. Right. Uh, on the on the gaming front, I, I played a couple games this past week. One I talked about last week, where I had gotten maybe through twenty percent of Resident Evil Village, and uh, I had given slight spoilers about some things that this main character is just getting beat up, and I'm like, how is this guy living? And so um, fast forward, I ended up beating the game. Uh, the game is just like uh, Resident Evil, like the, the Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3. There were so many like Resident Evil tropes of having to do puzzles. Like, yeah, get this crest and you get this key, you know, get this and put this in here. And it's like you had to do a lot of like, you know, searching around for that kind of stuff, which was with Resident Evil has been missing for the past three or four or five of them. Uh, so it was really nice to get back to that. It was a lot of more of the survival horror rather than just trying to sneak around or in Resident Evil 7 or in Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 where it was just like action you know, it was or action than anything else. This one was, it take, took it back to the roots. And it was first person. Mm. It was, And uh, I don't want to t- t- tell about the story at all because uh, the story blew me away. And it was one of those things where I'm like, Hey, this, none of this stuff was like anything past, like where I had, I had was talking about last week was in any of the trailers or any of the reviews. So all of it was just very new to me. I'm like, Oh, this is really cool. How, what direction they're taking it. So it ended up be the story was story was awesome. Really awesome. Um, if I had to rate this game, I mean, it'll be an eight out of 10. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't great. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see how it was going to be like the game of the year in the game of the year talk. You know, I, I, I thought that was, go, uh, you know, that's just by looking at it. I was like, this doesn't look like game of year. I mean, I, to me, to me, it wasn't, it was a good game. You know, if you're a resident evil fan and your first person or survival horror, I, th- I would recommend it, but I don't, I wouldn't say, Hey, this is one of the best games of 2021. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, I thought it was a great game. Um, so I won't go more and more into that other than if you like them, Fair if enough. you like resident evil games, play them, play it. Uh, the la- the other game I played uh, this past week was Apex, and I mean, like I, I play that almost every night, anyways. Uh, yeah. But, but every every season I play ranked, and I get up to platinum, and then I stop, and then I'll go into the you know, general well, lobbies, and I'll go to duos or trios or whatever. So this time, uh, me and the other gaming buddy I have, Justin, uh, we play ranked exclusively together. So we're always neck and neck in the ranks. And we both got platinum. I was like, hey, how about this time? Let's try platinum. Because really, the competition jump from gold to platinum is astronomical. The, the way the, the players play, the online community plays, is totally different from gold to platinum, you know, it's more of like a competitive nature. If you ever watch like the, the, the competitive streams and events like that, you know, that's like, you get down to the final circle, there's like 10 squads left. You're like, Oh my gosh, there's so many squads. I don't know how this is even possible. And that's what it's like. So uh, we had, we were into maybe the second to final circle and there were eight squads left. And we, uh, we ended up just uh, being able to be in great position. Uh, the circle was very kind to us, and uh, we ended up winning. And it was my first Amazing. win in platinum ranked for Apex Legends. Nice. Ever. Congrats, man. Good deal. Usually, we're like, we get, we get just murdered, you know, immediately, where it's like, oh, I, ha- I hit them once. They hit me three times, but all in the face, and now I'm dead. 
You know, that's what it's what it's what it feels like in, in platinum. So it felt really, really good. Uh, we and now I'm done with ranked for the season. I'm not going to play again. I'm going to I'm going to go out. There you on go. I know yep. there's just only retire. like a, there's only like a week left in the season. I'm just going to let it ride and just have, be on. A, oh, does it really end in a week? I didn't even realize. Oh. Yeah, we're already coming up on on season 12. Like they dropped the the new trailer for the new legend today uh, for at least the stories from the Outlands for the new legend. Um, which is uh, Mad Maggie. Um, if you've ever seen any of the Fuse stuff with um, any of the any of the lore videos with him and that lady that's been like kind of chasing after him, trying to kill him, mm-hmm. um, that's that's Mad Maggie. And they sounds are like her... Mad Max's sister or cousin, <laughs> maybe friend. Mad Maggie. <laughs> I mean, she's also Australian, so it could be. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe a connection. Mad yep. Maggie yep. and the Thunderdome. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, super interesting. Uh, new legends. They're bringing Olympus back uh, with an updated map, um, a new uh, LTM uh, called Control, which sounds a lot to me like, um, is it is it Hardpoint or like King of the Hill, where you're basically having to take over multiple points and and keep keep control of those points, and it's it's nine v nine, and um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see that within an Apex setting, but yeah, can't believe we're already talking about season twelve. <laughs> hmm. Seems just like yesterday. Exciting. But anyways, that's, yeah, I that's that, I can't say anything else to that because yeah, I'm going to that those are play Apex. <laughs> 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 like yesterday, I downloaded it, played it once or twice, and then deleted it. Good days, yeah. <laughs> good days. Yeah, you gave it the old elementary try. Good job. Hey, two times. <laughs> Therefore, it's a middle school try. Thank you very much. Don't go to it. But yeah, that's that's about it for me. That's it. All Lucas. right. Yes, sir. Last. That's right. I am last, uh, but hopefully not least. So I am back in Brazil, as I mentioned. Uh, what a ride. What a vacation. Um, for those that don't know, we bookended our 2021 and our 2022 vacations um, we pretty much asked our missionary organization, Hey, can we do vacation the last two weeks of the year and then do our 2022 vacation at the beginning of the year, just make it a whole month. They're like, sure. So that's what we did. And what's funny is, is that in 2015, 16 was the last time we visited the U S during the holidays and during winter and all that jazz. And honestly, we got to the end of that. Um, I think, and and we said never again, nothing against the U S nothing, even against winter, but actually it is, it's all against winter. We do not like the cold. We do not like the snow. Um, I will say that it is hard to coordinate schedules and get with people during the holidays. It's just busy for everybody and people are trying to figure things out. And let me tell you, this visit did not disappoint because not only did you have the holidays, not only did we get more snow and cold than we got the last time around, uh, I even got to shovel snow at one point, which was not cool. I definitely realized I had a little PTSD from the last time I shoveled snow. <laughs> and uh, I definitely, the two times we had to get tested for COVID, uh, I had to drive on ice and snow. Thankfully, the car I was using was four-wheel drive. And I, you know, mm. I felt, felt comfortable-ish but still very nervous, definitely driving like 20 miles per hour below the speed limit, like creeping along. And I think Mindy a couple of times was like, you know, you can go faster. And I'm like, I know I can, 
but I don't want to. So I did not. Um, speaking of getting tested for COVID, yeah, we got that uh, fair and square. Uh, we went to Florida, we went to Disney, went to all the parks. We did wear a mask most of the time, but man, that Florida COVID is way stronger than the Ohio and West Virginia COVID. So, well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like Disney World, literally people from all around the country and around the world are all coming to this one true. spot. <laughs> We definitely knew what we were getting into and we knew there would be uh, a chance and yeah. we didn't do ourselves any favors by doing like six parks in uh, seven days or five parks in six days. Oh, yeah, five yeah. parks in six days. Uh, it was quite the gauntlet. Like we got home with enough time to like take showers and just hit the beds and then get up the next day and do it again. Um, I'm pretty sure there was one day where both Mindy and I like broke a pretty high fever in the middle of the night. And then we just woke up the next day and we just, you know, rub some tussin on it. We're like, let's go. We got the next park to go to. And so we got back and uh, the day before we were supposed to fly out, we're like, okay, we got to get tested. We were not feeling good. Um, we, we drove to the site, the testing site. We got tested. The doctor walks in with a smile on his face and he's like, well, you got COVID. <laughs> We're like, wait, what? <laughs> the way this dude delivered the news was just like, are you joking with us? Is this like candid camera? Like, what's going on? Is that still a thing? Candid camera? Like I don't he, know if it is. It's like he was glad he got COVID. Yeah, he he just was like, well, you got COVID, but you know what? Hey, I wrote you a doctor's note, so you'll get off work for a whole five days. That's how he said it. And I was just like, why are you talking like this? I need you to be like, not like this break it down, uh, you know, and a couple notches and just be, you know, he may be like semi-apologetic, not that he did it to us, but just be like, you know, I'm so sorry, you guys, you, you are positive for COVID. And uh, so, so yeah, we were pretty shocked just because, you know, it's just kind of like, you've just built up this whole idea. COVID is like Voldemort is, you know, now it's a transformer and it's like all these crazy things. And you just think, ah, we'll, we'll be fine. Well, we, we're vaccinated and all this stuff. And, and, you know, you're never a hundred percent like, you know, it, it's not like it can't get you, but when it gets it you, it's like, Oh you. man. Yeah. It can't happen to me, but it did. It happened to us. Uh, thankfully we didn't have any major symptoms. Uh, we had some coughs. We had, we thankfully only had that fever that one day for like, just like six hours and, and broke it that night. And then the rest of the time just, you know, felt a little fatigued, had a cough that went up and down, but it was kind of a roller coaster. Like, we had to wait another week before we flew back to Brazil. And uh, it was like up and down. Like some days I was like, I feel pretty good. And then the next day I was like, I do not feel good. And uh, <laughs> it was, Don't like it this. was, it was crazy. Uh, but on top of that, of course, we got to just hang out with family, which was nice. We quarantined at my, my in-laws house. Uh, they were gracious enough to keep us. And thankfully, Partway through our time there, they were like, we better test ourselves for COVID. And they went in and they were, they were negative. Like we wore masks pretty much the whole time we were in their house and kept our distance, no hugging, no high-fiving, even when, you know, our teams were winning like the Bengals and stuff. Um, and then at, at one point, uh, you know, we, we were just like, well, we're here. We might as well make the most of it. And so I plugged that old PS5 in, plugged in that old Xbox Series S that I got for Christmas and uh, the kids and I just got to gaming and uh, it was a good time. We broke out that old Minecraft Dungeons. I know Patrick's played that with his 
uh, with his son. I don't know if Chris, mm-hmm. I can't remember if Mark, if you've played it, Mm-mm. but uh, uh, negative. It's, it's actually like a really fun RPG. It's really low key. It's like baby's first RPG. Uh, it has a little bit of a, a looter, like a, not a looter shooter, but a looting kind of RPG feel like Diablo. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Run that's around. what I've heard of it. Heard yeah. of it as is my first baby's first Diablo. Yeah. And it's, and it's really fun the way they, they set up the sy- systems for like, like when you kill something and like items pop up, it's a good mix of uh, almost like dedicated items where it'll say who it's for. Like it'll be color coded for like the, like me and my son and my daughter play. And so like one of us is pink, one of us is orange and one of us is green or whatever. And the item will glow that color. So, you know, okay, this is my item. Now, sometimes it will pop. Two people will get an item and another person will not get an item. Uh, so that's, that doesn't always feel good, but that's few and far between. Most of the time, like three items will pop out of a, a big boss or an enemy or whatever. Uh, now, I will say that there, are, there were times, especially at the beginning, and I think Ronnie talked about this a lot, where you, you only have so many arrows and, and your shooting arrows is pretty important. Uh, sometimes when you want to keep a distance away from enemies, uh, but those are not like you, you don't have like a color coded arrows. Like it's everybody, it's a free for all. And so if you don't take turns, one person can have like 500 arrows. And then the person who's not paying attention, or not fast enough can have zero arrows and it can get a little frustrating. So mm. pretty quickly we were like, Hey, when we see the everybody items on the ground, let's stop and assess. So we did that with food and we did that with arrows and my kids, I give them, you know, a round of applause. They, once they got with the program, they were really good at being like, okay, who's got the least amount of arrows. They weren't greedy about it. They weren't greedy. (laughs) They were, they were cool. Uh, I mean, there were moments in the heat of battle where I looked over and my son had like 150 arrows and my daughter had Mm. like three, but that's partially her fault because she's kind of like Doug from up and she sees a squirrel and she's just like, off on the opposite side of the screen and we're like tasha we're not going that way we already went there she's like oh sorry and then she just comes back to us uh but it's overall been really fun uh i've kind of made like a a beast a beast master uh laser beam shooting kind of kind of guy that that just wrecks shop and so it's been fun to do that with the kids and uh you know get our gaming on we've also played a a funny game that is kind of old called battle block theater I don't know if you guys played that back in the day on 360, no. but it's by the same guys that made Castle Sounds Crashers. Familiar. Yeah. The Castle Crashers. Yep. Um, it's the same guys that made that, except it's a side scroller and it is just pure mayhem. You pretty much have infinite lives and you're on a, it's, it's almost like a stage show where you and whoever else is playing. It's a multiplayer game. So you can all play at the same time, kind of like Rayman or Mario or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got really like, this goofy humor, really slapstick humor, uh, you know, and of course, like toilet, toilet, you know, humor and that kind of stuff as well. So, so right up your alley. I were yeah. definitely giggling. Yeah, there was lots of plop humor. <laughs> uh, it's 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 pretty fun. I've been playing that mostly with James, but sometimes with Tasha. Uh, and then the uh, last game that I played more recently was on Vita, and I played it uh, on the trip back to Brazil, and it's a little little indie game called Hugh and uh, you married to the games folk will recognize it because it's been discussed many times mm-hmm. on the YouTube discussion and the Hugh uh, university, Hugh mountain, like all mm-hmm. those discussions that you and I got to live it out. 
and actually wished I had some of Ed's videos to reference because this puzzle game is all about colors and you get yourself up to, I think like eight colors and it can get kind of tricky. And it gets to the point where I've started it with my son and we were taking turns and eventually it, he, he thought he could do stuff. And unfortunately he could not. And it would be like, dad, I got this. <laughs> and then he would just die over and over. And he's, he's like, I don't got this. You need to do it, dad. So I eventually Here. took over. Yeah. Take this. And uh, <laughs> I eventually had to find a, a walkthrough just to reference a few times. Cause especially when you're playing at like midnight, midnight 30. Yeah. And you know, I was really close to the end and I wanted to, I wanted to finish. And I was like, Mm, maybe I should check out this walkthrough because uh, I ain't got. You'll time get no for this. shame from me. No, I'm I'm not ashamed of using a walkthrough at all. Yeah, I want to actually have fun with the game. <laughs> for sure, and 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 it's overall, I thought it was a, a very interesting story. I actually have just a few more puzzles left, but I ran out of time. I uh, played a little this morning, and then we we landed and had to get moving. But uh, I will I will have a grade for it next week once I finish it and see it through to the end. But I definitely recommend it for those of you who like puzzles. If you do not like puzzles, I do not recommend it. I mean, colors are nice. You know, indies are nice. It's got a cute little story, but it's puzzles like galore. And there are times when I'm like, can I just, can I just go to the next area? I'm done with these puzzles. And uh, I know that Chris definitely connects with that mm -hmm. notion. Maybe yes. you could call Chris's dislike of puzzle games an unpopular opinion. Very possibly, yeah. Very possibly. And with that, I think we'll go to our topic, which is, of course, is unpopular gaming opinions. That's right, folks. We are talking about unpopular gaming opinions. For those of you who are longtime listeners of the Good Morning Guys, you may or may not remember our controversy. Controversy? One of my Sean Connery. Sean Con every, contra, every so often, your controversy. <laughs> yeah, it does. He just goes out. RIP. I love that guy. Uh, yeah, our controversy episode that we did some time ago. I think that was in our, one of our first 10 episodes. Patrick, do you remember? Yeah, I think it might have been. That sounds about right. Nine? Nine? Maybe. Ooh, yeah. Look at uh, that. Actually, it's episode 17. So uh, you're just Ooh, making that I up. Was... <laughs> Wait, is it really 17? No, no, I really don't. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Messing with us. Uh, but yeah, in that episode, we said some pretty controversial stuff, especially Patrick when he talked about eating Pop Tarts without icing. That's just that's crazy. I, I still don't believe him. I stayed at his one. house. I stayed at his house for three days. I not once saw him eat. I learned uh, my last part without <laughs> without uh, icing on. Biggest it's, uh, stream actually, in the world. It's episode six. Just turn the uh, nine. Oh, turn that nine upside down. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. Episode six. Nice. So check that out. That is a fun one. But we are going to be focusing on gaming today. Uh, but again, we're not going to be holding back or pulling any punches. We are going to throw it out there because there are some very popular opinions that we kind of like try to let people have their fun and just shake her head and smile. But tonight, guys, you have all the rights to just throw out your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll, we'll discuss a little bit, but we're just going to let it sit. We're just going to be like, you know what? That's, that's how you feel. And we're, we're all right with that. We're not allowed it, to debate it this. Be fun. 
It's no, like no, we European can debate it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right. But we just, we, we do have to, you know, keep it to a minimum because the whole sure. point really is just to throw out and be honest. We want this to be a safe space. So there could be some debate. There could be some disagreements, but in the end, it's all about the unpopular opinion. So I don't think Fist you're going to allow it. Lucas, I don't think you're going to allow it to be a safe space. You're going to have no, to No, I'm already ready about. to. <laughs> yeah. You're going mean, something I, about everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, we'll see. Yeah. I might surprise you. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Or I may mute you. <laughs> you may so mute I don't me. have to listen to you. <laughs> La 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 crazy la, talk. la la la. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So to get us started off, I I actually want to start with a very funny, unpopular opinion brought to us by Travesty. Travis pops pops cell popsicle. Um, and this one's also directed at Chris McCracken. Uh, he said, "My unpopular opinion." is that every game should have a heavy metal Metallica-filled soundtrack, especially racing games, because we all know <laughs> metal makes you drive faster. It absolutely does. I For mean, sure. yeah, that I, I, I could get on board with that. I don't know about yeah. every game, because I wouldn't want it to like overstay its welcome, but there's definitely like some genres in racing I can get down with that, at least having five or six songs, at least. I mean, I think that's what makes it an unpopular opinion because every mm. single game oh, with yeah. metal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could do every single one. Even as someone who enjoys it would be you know, like, all right, let's throw a little something something different in here. But yeah, let's get some, let's get some Fortnite on there. Obey your master. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun, though, if like they, Metallica found a way to like pigeonhole some kind of setting in every single game that came out like Metallica mode. And you just click it and it's like, endless metallic music like inner sandman <laughs> level and then you just you just that would be that would be I cool. mean, how I'd awesome be down would, for that. would it be to be at the starting line and all of a sudden you hear give me fuel give me five give me a top shot desire and then just like off the starting line yeah how pumped i think i'd be great i would love I'd be, that i'd be excited and for the race unicorn princess i mean patrick would play that all <laughs> over again if it had uh if it had some unicorn. metallica <laughs> yeah some but a layla uh, yeah. it would it, what would it be Instead of Layla, I need to up my knowledge of Metallica, but there's got to be a Metallica song that would uh, resonate. Need to think about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know that it covers that guy. But no, maybe. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, so just just FYI, Chris, we're we're all into playing like really crappy games around here, like like games for like five, ten year old girls. Like I've okay. played. I've live streamed uh, a game called My Little Riding Champion. <laughs> he was and, quite the riding champion. And and uh, Patrick streamed uh, a game called Mo The Unicorn Princess. Yeah. Uh, and they're both made by the same company. It's this German company. And and the sad thing is they haven't made this company. They haven't made a game since like 2019, 2020, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, they don't have to. They've made already two money-making yeah, games. The definitive editions. Yeah. They made all their money. They're just rolling yeah. in it. Yeah, they're they're absolute garbage. <laughs> yeah, when, when I when I streamed that and I threw it up on YouTube, I was like, I wonder how many other Unicorn Princess playthroughs there are. There was one. <laughs> it was me and another person. Yeah, and how many views do you have on that unicorn? It might be. I might be our highest viewing. Uh, it's it's top yeah. five at least. It's gotta be. It's, it's got hundreds upon hundreds. It's got it hundreds. Yeah, crusted. It does. 
Got tens Great. upon tens. Tens upon yeah. tens upon tens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't All know right. how many people are looking for that. Apparently You'd a lot. surprised. Weirdos. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next up, you done messed up Aaron. Here's an unpopular opinion. Remakes, remasters have gotten out of hand and not just in gaming. And people that feed too much into nostalgia for the games of yesteryear are part of the problem. It's allowing some big devs to rest on their laurels and kick the can of actual new games, completely new IPs further down the road. In my opinion, this is one of the reasons for the somewhat weak selection of AAA games in the first year or two of this generation. And I'm going to connect to that because that's actually one of my... Uh, no, wait. Nope, just kidding. Scratch that. Okay. I was, I was that, making reverse a, it. a weird connection to a different one that I did, and I don't want to do that. So Strike that. Mm. Patrick, edit that out. Thanks. No. All right. What <laughs> yeah. do you guys think? Remakes and remasters. Give me Thoughts? all the remakes, all the remasters. I want everything to be remastered you want it all. and remade. I want all the games that I can no longer play up either up or just thrown on to the PS5 or the Xbox Series X. I want to be able to play all the games. Throw the FPS boost on there, throw the fast loading, whatever it is. I want it all. I want to be able to play all my back. I don't I don't want to have eight consoles hooked up. I don't want to have to hold on to eight consoles. I want you to be able to remaster and up up uh, update them to to what they are today with better controls, better visuals, better sound um and be able to just to download and stream whatever the game is. Give me all the remasters. And I you think You got to you got to admit something though, Patrick. What? They've gotten out of hand in the time period between the original game and the remaster. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's exactly the where I was going with Upcoming that. The Last of Us. We're already doing a remastered remake something or other to go with. But is that for sure happening? Yes. That was they, I'm pretty they sure had, it's yeah, for sure happening. It, it, it happening. came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They no. came out they're they're doing like six or something like that uh new games it includes a last of us remake they're doing a last of us multiplayer standalone they're doing last of us part three last um, of us serial last of us toaster strudels <laughs> yeah last of us series on netflix or whatever yep. it is or hbo is that uh, i don't know i don't know if that's con- is, it, is it confirmed it, i don't know i thought um, sony had talked about it yeah i'm pretty sure it is okay well, yeah. So that that to me is just utterly ridiculous. It is too early for that junk. Now, like Kotor, Kotor, I can understand mm-hmm. because now, it's been good. Yeah, it's been like 20, 20 years, something like that, yeah. since Kotor one came out. I get that absolutely, but like, yeah, something like Last of Us, where it's only been that was what 2012, 2013, something like that. That's not a long time. It's I mean, if you're if you want to go even sooner, they're remastering Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy for PS5. And those came out in what That's a bit different though because yeah, they did that. because they're they did that they're releasing it for PS they're releasing it for PC and they're wanting to add in the new features and things for that. So if you're going to do that and it's going to the PC and some of those features can be utilized on the PS5 like I regardless of whether the PS5 existed or not, they were probably going to do that because you can get stuff on the... So I think that's a, a, a little bit different. Sure. But I mean, I, I understand what you're saying overall, but when it's releasing to a new platform, especially one that's the upper echelon of quality, 
And then some of those quality of life features can trickle down to what currently exists. I don't really think that's a big deal personally. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get, I get both sides. And I, I personally, me, myself, without like looking at, you know, like Aaron brought up how the money that goes into a remake or remaster takes away from new IP. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I kind of want to know like, where are the statistics, like the hard, fast statistics on that? Cause people say that about like DLC and like when, when, when people keep doing, like when developers keep doing DLC or, or continue a game without going, I don't like, how does that really affect uh, the bottom line of a game? Um, I personally love remakes for games that vouch it, like games that were just, that were just really, you know, that have a lot of room for improvement, modernizing. I would love a, and I know Chris would resonate with this, and this has been talked about on Married to the Games, but but a Metal Gear Solid that has the open world feel of Metal Gear Solid Five, that's true to the story, but you get the complete like modern feel, graphics, controls. I would love that. See, I'm a, I'm a little, with that one in particular, I'm a little bit different than you because I don't want a remake of Metal Gear Solid a la Final Fantasy VII. I don't. Right. I don't want them breaking the mold and doing a new reimagining of how it's done. I like. I literally want. I want the way they treated Dark uh, Demon Souls. I want it prettier, and I want it running faster frame rates. And outside of that, maybe a few little quality of life things that, in it, like better saving and and uh, because back then you had to do it to a memory card and and maybe even like being able to resume and different things like that. But for the most part, I want it to handle the same. I mean, maybe one thing that I would be okay with is because back then, you know, it wasn't necessarily that the camera and then looking around were independent. I'm fine with that because everything's analog these days. Um, But like, I I want that remade, but I want it literally just pretty it and a few little things. That's it. Like, I want the exact same game. I even wanted to use the same voiceover, like use the same voice tracks, pay the artist, whatever. For sure. That's what I, my ultimate 100% like blow my mind would be that. Now, if they did do a remake that was more of like a reimagining and they open worlded it and all that kind of stuff, I would absolutely play it. But that would be my, that's what I really, really want. I just gotcha. want it to be remade and just pretty, if I want the Demon Souls treatment for Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. I, I would love that. I got you. So I'm going to take a pen out of my unpopular gaming opinion, and it is very much related to what Aaron said but it's a little broader. And I'm mm-hmm. going to say that most bad directions the game industry goes is your fault. You, the gamer. Because I do not believe we speak with our wallets in general. And that Dang when right, we complain... Too many people when don't. We, when we complain about all the things, the decisions that Xbox made, that Sony makes, I think it's our fault. Uh, we, we just... They're going based off of what we do. They're not just making up stuff out of i'd say the only company that like makes stuff up out of thin air is nintendo and they've got uh, like a billion dollars in their back pocket so they can do whatever they want but for the most part most bad directions the gaming industry goes that we complain about it's not the developer's fault it's not the big wigs it's our fault it's you and me the people who are putting money into the system so that's yeah. my opinion. okay 
Sorry, there wasn't much pushback on that. <laughs> uh, see, so I, I, I'm going to go a different route uh, on that. And I say buying games um, is the wrong way to play games. So Ooh. the reason why I say that is... Uh, <laughs> we got a, we got I, a head shake. I, yeah, see, I, I see some uh, subscription spiciness. Service, subscription services are the best thing for gamers. Uh, and that's not even not just Game Pass. That's not just PlayStation Now. But it's also GameFly, uh, and that's those three places. GameFly are, doesn't count for you. I, I mean, it does count in that it's a it's a subscription. But GameFly is a totally different thing. It's a totally different beast. They, it doesn't even really, outside of the fact that it is a subscription, it doesn't. You can't really compare it with like a Game Pass or a PlayStation Now. I, I don't think. But that's, I think it's but, different. I mean, yeah. I mean, I with with Game Pass and PS Now, the games are on your system. But what I'm saying is, because I that's how I play most of my games, mm-hmm. is I'm not I'm not buying them. I'm I'm just subscribing to a subscription service, and that's what GameFly is. So that's what that's that was my sure uh, explanation of that. Um, and that's 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 really how I play my games, and that's the way I can play a lot of games for very very cheap. And that's no. my, um, that's my, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, game subscription services are going to be the biggest detriment to this industry in 10 years time. When you look back, especially if they take off, which as far as you can tell, Microsoft's hell bent on making sure that it takes off. They're going to be the thing that, that we're going to look back. And, and I know to some extent you always do this. It's always, it was better in my day and way back when I, I know that's kind of always the case. But when you look at every industry where subscription is taken over and you'll have all the purists and everything that they'll be like, oh my gosh, this, you know, it was so much better when, and people that are in the industry say it was so much better when because of this, that, or whatever. But at the end of the day, you could easily make the argument that, okay, across the board though, the quality of the product is still good and you have access to more of it and more people have it. You'll get like this even split or you'll get it to where the Joe consumer, the regular people that don't, aren't really the hardcore they'll outweigh the other people and there'll be more of them that say, this is great. That's why that they've taken off in gaming. It's, it's such a different beast, even different than movies because it takes, they take so long to make and they take so much money to make and to do really, really well. It's hard to make a last of us. It's hard to make a horizon. It's hard to make stuff like that without a mega huge, crazy budget. And subscription service in every area where they've permeated have shown that they don't make money. Eventually they will make money, but they don't, they don't right now. And so I think because the gaming industry, really the only Titan that can really just like push it through and make it happen and, and continue to pay, pay, pay and make it work, get it to that point of profitability. And this is working out gangbusters for us really is Microsoft. They're the only one in the game. Like Google could do it, but Google screws up everything, not everything, but they screw up a lot. And then Amazon could potentially do it, but they've just, whatever the reason is, they haven't really had a hit yet. I think uh, Fallen Order or what what was that? Whatever that PC game that came out not too long ago was their first one that's kind of hit. And even it, I think, has fallen off. I mean, Microsoft is going to be the only one that's going to be able to make it popular. And I think there's going to become popular because I think people like, I do agree with you that people like the set it and forget it. And I think that that works out well for them. But 
everybody else who does not have that budget and the budget that they have that's about to get decimated because they're going to have to figure out how to live in this subscription model world, it's going to become a detriment. And you're, so you're going to see, like, I'm a, I'm a fan of Apex. I'm a fan of, I was a big fan of Destiny back in the day. I, I like games as a service, but I don't want that to be all that there is. And yeah. almost everything's going to have to become game as a service, or it's going to have to be lower budgets, cheaper to make indie games, which don't get me wrong, can be amazing experiences and great games. But you can't sit here and tell me that Hades, you would take like 28 Hades and never want another big, huge AAA game. It's like they both need to exist to make this space super interesting, in my opinion. And when you put pen to paper and you add the numbers, there's no money in subscriptions for being able to make that kind of content. That kind of content is very expensive. You have to have money to pay for that content. And if you don't get it from the games because you're doing all the subscription stuff or whatever you're, you're, or you have to change up your model or any of that kinds of stuff, that money's got to come from somewhere else. Microsoft's got a tons of somewhere else's to funnel in money if they need to, because you can restructure yeah. and you can move things around a bit. Most other people in the space, including Sony, don't have that flexibility. And, and I, I, I totally see your point. Like, for someone who wants to try a little bit of everything, and especially people that are are, are on a bit of more of a budget and or or you know can only like bite size it here and there kind of thing, like I, I hear you, I understand the appeal of subscriptions, but I just feel like this is one of those areas where I just think it's really going to end up biting us as gamers in the end, and we're going to be like, well, to the cat's out of the bag, you can't change it now because every industry where subscription is permeated, that's the way it is. It you can't put Pandora's box back together. Like it's open, it's out, it's just going, it's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, I wonder, I wonder how. I've always wondered this with Game Pass, and I know a lot of these games are like their first party titles uh, yeah. with with Xbox. Um, so, but like you know, they have they do have third party games and stuff on there. Like, what is? Are they just paying these these developers outright? like a whole bunch of money to have them on game pass or I, I don't I'm know. just wondering what the sweet, the sweetness is to actually have somebody. Cause you know, these developers, you know, if they're putting it on a, a subscription service, mm -hmm. then they're not getting that money from actually purchasing the content. My guess is that it would be probably a similar situation to where like when a, a game goes on PlayStation plus, like when um, rocket league, went on PlayStation Plus, when it launched on PlayStation Plus, PlayStation yeah. Plus. And I don't know the specifics, clearly. I don't have sure to the deal. You know, I don't have any information. But essentially, from everything that's been kind of has been let out there is that the way that PlayStation Plus typically works is they go to whoever this is, they want to have their game on there, and they say, we'll give you this amount of money. And a lot of times for these newer games, and especially if they're an indie developer, it's very attractive because, you know, you spend all this time and this money making this game. Sure. You're like, one, either we've got debts to pay off because people loan us money to be able to make this game, or two, we were able to pay for it on ourselves because we raised venture capital or whatever it's going to be. But this will help if we can get this money, this will help us on the way to making our next game. And it's a guaranteed deal. And like every developer probably believes in their game and thinks it's going to do gangbusters. But the reality is, is that it's a gamble. You don't know. I yeah. mean, some of the weirdest games in the world like become hits and just take off. And then other games that like have all the pieces on paper, they're like, this game should be going crazy. And then they just don't. They're duds and mm -hmm. you don't really know. So it's, and my, my assumption is that Game Pass is a similar thing. Like yeah. Outriders is a brand new IP and sure they think this can do well, but then Microsoft comes and says, hey, if you'll let us put it on Game Pass, we'll guarantee you this amount of money. 
And they yeah. still have the opportunity to sell it on PlayStation and PC and everywhere. Well, I guess not PC if you have Game Pass. Right. Um, well, actually, I don't know because Game Pass, PC, and console yeah, a lot of times different are different. I think actually yep. Outriders was not free on the PC side. I think it was only on the Xbox side. The console. Yeah, as far side. as I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. But my guess is that's how it works is that, hey, we'll give you this guaranteed money and then the developer or publisher, if it's you know owns them, is weighing their options, like which seems like the safer route to go that'll make us hit a number we think we need to hit or want to hit because they all work off projections and stuff too. So sure, that'd be my guess. Fair. That's fair. So do you, I mean, maybe this isn't a fair question, Pat, but do you, is game just because of the simple fact that the games have to be mailed in and out is Gamefly Like, do you use game pass the most and then whatever? And do you only use that and Gamefly, or, or which one do you feel like you use more or how does it so, break down? For you? So for me, uh, ga- game pass is pretty much just for a lot of like, I play every single game that comes out for game pass. I at least try uh, even like the smaller mm. ones, you know, cause there's like, some of them are just like, okay, this is a puzzle game. I get yeah. it. I don't need to play, play the rest of this game. Uh, so I will play, I will play those. Uh, whereas in any, any first, you know, party Xbox game that comes out day and date, I'll play, but any, any third party game and anything that doesn't come out on game pass or PlayStation. Now I will, I would get it from Gamefly, whether that be resident evil whether that be Life is Strange, whether that be the new Horizon Forbidden West, I haven't decided whether I want to just buy that and support Gorilla. Um, I don't know. I, you know, some some games I'm just like I'm gonna buy it because I want to support this team because I want to see more games from them. Um, and it's just it's just for me. And then PlayStation Now is like the last tier yeah. uh, of, of subscription services for me. Well, that was gonna kind of be my follow up question: is outside of a convenience factor, uh, it, what is the reason? Are, do you find yourself being someone who just wants to try everything and you just don't know what you're going to like? So you don't want to, are you one of those people that like, if you pay full price for a game the day that it releases, and then, you know, you've played it for a couple of weeks and you're just like, man, I just do not like this game. Do you feel like, man, I, I can't believe I wasted my money on this game. Like, is it that reason? Or is it just because you want to play so many things? So like, what's your main draw to the yeah. subscription side? I want to play all the games. Uh, I play okay. every, every every style of game, whether that's survival horror, whether that's mm-hmm. a small you know indie 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 games, whether that's a big triple A game, yeah. or whether that's a you know a double A game. I'm gonna play. I want to play them all because there are some serious gems in, in, in games yeah. that aren't don't get the advertising, are not in the front page news of IGN, who don't get don't get reviews. So uh, I yeah. like to try everything because I don't know what's gonna what's gonna speak to me like. The most recent one I played all the way through was that gunk game that came out for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a bare bones, you know, just, you know, third person uh, exploration game. But, you know, it was fun game for me. And if if that game, if that didn't get, get didn't come out in Game Pass or if that game was just going to be, you know, just thrown under under the radar. And I, I don't think I ever would have played that game. So I just I just like playing all the games. I mean, like we talked yeah. about earlier, I played Unicorn Princess you know, yeah. it's just like I play them all. Yeah, and I, I think that for someone in your boat who just wants to play everything and dabble with as much as they can, I do think subscription stuff makes a ton of sense. Um, and 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 that's why I would never be an advocate, be it Game Pass or PlayStation Now or Gamefly, whatever your your pick your poison of which kind of subscription you are you tend to gravitate towards. 
I think it's important that they exist. I like having them there as the option. I just don't like the idea of them becoming like they have in so many other uh, mediums of entertainment becoming the dominant form. And I just feel like it's the inevitability is that that's the way that it's going to go. It feels like the ball's already so far down the hill. It's picked up so much speed. And even though it seems so early, it's like, well, yeah, but I can stop that ball. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's already a boulder. Pretty soon. It's just going to be a big monolith just rolling down the, the, the hill. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like, like Microsoft doing what they've done where they've put every single one of their first party games into the game pass umbrella. They've, mm-hmm. they've, they've lowered their ceiling to the point where they can't really have a big hit that's measurable, that, that will reinvest back in itself. It's all going to go through the funnel of game pass. So I can see where, while I like game pass a lot and I'm a n- newcomer to using it, you know, thanks to Pat and, and Santa Claus and, and all that jazz. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I can see where there's some, I don't want to say scary stuff, but it's just kind of like, how can they really like really reward the really good IP and help them, you know, make, make a saga of games. How can they really measure that? I mean, I know they can have people play it, but there's going to be so many false positives and so many like people that are just, they're only playing it because, well, it's already included. So I'm just going to play it. If I play it, play it, you know, there's not really going to be, it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be harder to get hit that big ceiling of a of a, a blockbuster hit without being able to measure by who's really invested their money in this game. Yeah, so. I think the only numbers that Xbox is really worried about is one is the the amount of subscribers they have to Game Pass. Right, and that's two, all they care about. Clearly, yeah. Xbox games with gold shows you that. Yeah, and then the big games they look at they're looking at concurrent players. So that's those right. are the only two numbers that they're looking at. They they don't because of Game Pass and their first party games. You know they're obviously they're not going to sell the big bank busters that PlayStation has or Nintendo right. has because that's really where you're going to get be able to play those games if you buy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and I think like we've talked about. I mean, I think at this point Xbox just wants you in their ecosystem, whether that be on Series S or Series X or even you know xbox one even like they're still providing some support for that and then they are on mobile with their cloud gaming service and and i think um you know we talked about um i've read that they're trying to get on smart tvs now where they have a cloud gaming service where they you can just you don't even need the box you just stream to the tv obviously you have to have good internet for that but um you know just they don't they don't care they just want you in their ecosystem somehow yeah so, but we'll um, see. We'll see how that works out for him. Mark, you mentioned Nintendo. That brings us to another joiner's comments and bring it hot, hot take and unpopular opinion. Uh, first, they said this is uh, Cameron Franklin at Humar Whittle on Twitter said, first, my hot take most gaming unpopular opinions are actually popular opinions. <laughs> what? Okay. That may, that, <laughs> that may or may not be true depending on who you are. Uh, but he said for myself, my unpopular gaming opinion is most Nintendo IPs are extremely overrated, not saying they are bad games, but they are decent slash good games that are held up by the Nintendo charm. Yeah, but that's, that's every franchise game. Really? Like every franchise? Yes. Yes. Really? If you Mm. think about it, like if every franchise like it builds up upon its prestige upon 
how well the games previous to it. Now, yes, in, in some ways, yes, Nintendo does rely on nostalgia. Totally, totally understand that. But the games that they have come out with in those particular franchises, um, while they might not necessarily be, quote unquote, groundbreaking, trying brand spanking new things, they like to go in new directions with it. Um, you know, Breath of the Wild, though, the story was not like super deep and hashed out. They went kind of back to basics with it. Um, they they ventured outside the norm for what Zelda was. Um, you know, having the 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 big open world scheme with the 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 food crafting and and weapons. You know, the 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 perishable weapons and and things like that. Just little things like that. Um, where like, if you think about it, looking at it now, people are still playing that game today. People that beat the game ten times over four or five years ago. They're still exploring those environments. They're still trying to find new things to do with the game. Um, you know, Mario Odyssey, yes, it was very much like a love letter to games past. But even though that that that's the case, um, they did a lot of fun new things with that um, that I think, you know, anybody can have fun with it and it's accessible. It's They're, they're easy to jump into. Um, so while I get, I get his point, to a certain extent i don't think they're simply just completely relying on on nostalgia and they're trying they're trying new things too like um splatoon is probably one of their new newer franchises that they're doing something new and that's that's caught on pretty pretty well so um yeah they have their tent poles their their franchises their zeldas their marios their metroids they're kirby's you know things like that you know every every system has its temple franchises that that basically hint on what's come in the past and and gone in new directions with them and that's my thinking on it gotcha pat or chris you got any nintendo thoughts Hmm. I mean, uh, now that I have a son and he plays Mario games now, I mean, like playing the Mario Odyssey or Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Maker or the or the new Kirby that's coming out in March. Uh, they are great, fun games to play with kids as what I what I what I buy these games or play these games. If I didn't have kids, probably not. Well, 100 percent. I probably wouldn't be 100 percent. Probably. Yeah. That's what I said, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, made sense to but, somebody. But no, but yeah, I mean, like these. The, I think I think it's all about perspective. I think, and if uh, if you are in, not in that space of playing these games, not into nostalgia, not into these games, because these games are more more or less more geared towards kids. And if you're not in that space, then I don't think that you're going to be into them. And I think you may feel like they are overrated. Makes sense. Nintendo games are the people who it's kind of like the people who have issue and, and I'll actually in some respect even put myself in this camp. Sure. The people who tend to have issues with Nintendo games are the same people that end up having issues a lot of times with Star Wars because they want Star Wars to grow up and it didn't. 
like the mainline movies. They like like when the prequels came out, they're like, I want a, a more grittier, you know, Star Wars, and it's still just very kiddie. Like it, it's a kids movie. That's what that's what George Lucas's vision for Star Wars was. That's what Nintendo is. It's a place that makes games for kids. And I don't say that in a in a. a I'm not saying that to try to put them down. I'm just saying like sure. that is their number one where their head's going. They want something cute and fun that, you know, can entertain the whole family kind of thing. And people like what, what Pat just said, like we can play with your kids and it's, you don't have to worry about it. And in that respect, they constantly do very well with that. And I think that it's, it's also worthy of having because, you know, you go to your Xbox and you go to your PlayStation and even on PC and sure there's indie stuff that's nice and cutesy too, but for the most part, that's not really an audience that they serve very, very well. So it's great to have that there, but where I take issue with Nintendo is that I don't, I don't know if it's so much that they they rest on nostalgia and everything like that, but I, I think they take advantage of people oftentimes because that nostalgia is there, like constantly making people repurchase games because it's a new way rather than letting it carry over in any cut, way, shape, or form, reiterating yeah. or, or 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 releasing you know, all these different variants of Mario Kart eight and still charging another you know, full price for it yet again. It's like that kinds of stuff is the things where it's just like, okay, you know, it's one thing to have nostalgia, but it's another thing to like really take advantage. Cause there's some people that just quite frankly, can't help themselves. They yeah. just love it too much. And this is in every medium and in every brand, you know, there's going to be those people that just can't help themselves. They just love this thing or this property or this brand or this icon too much. They're just going to keep buying the things. But I think there's way more of those people in the Nintendo branch. And I think Nintendo knows it. And I think they continue to take advantage of those people. And is that unfair? I mean, those people should be able to have some, some, you know, ability to like stay themselves and and have some self-control. Yes. But it's like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it feels a little dirty to me a lot of times. So that part I, I take issue with, but I, I overall I think that there it's very important that they serve the community that they're serving with having games that are good for the whole family and games that are 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 you know cute and just kind of simple in the sense that like when you look at it from a bird's eye view, it's like oh there's nothing much to this, but then when you get into it, you realize oh there actually is a little bit more. It's it's kind of deceptively deep kind of thing. Sure. I think that's all good. They just don't particularly appeal to me very much. I mean, a handful of games, which is why I do have a light switch, but there's just not a ton on there that I get. And uh, oddly enough, because I did say uh, most of the time I tend to go forward, some of the games that I have the I I have the best time with are the older games. Like I played, I had the most recent Mario Golf, but when I had the online subscription service, which so you could play it online, I don't have it anymore. They gave me access to NES games and whatnot. Yeah, I can't tell you how much I played the the NES Mario Golf. Like I played it probably more than any other game on my Switch. I don't. I'd have to look at a little timer stamp and see. Yeah, if it's on, but <laughs> I just had so much fun with that. It's because it's you know this is what I played when I was a kid, and so it is. It was a nostalgia factor for me. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I, and I totally, I totally resonate. Um, like I totally get both sides of the coin when it comes to Nintendo. Like when Patrick brings up playing the games with your kids and Lily, really like just experiencing the joy all over again with them it's kind of like nintendo's like the christmas of gaming companies where it's like it can get kind of old hat and it's like the same thing over and over again and when you get to the you know below the surface of the whole christmas santa claus and reindeer and all that jazz it's it's pretty surface level stuff there's not a whole lot of deep 
deepness to it, depth. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, he's giving guy and breaks into your house and gives you stuff. That's nice. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's your kids experiencing Christmas, mm-hmm. like, like going to the U S and, and, and experiencing snow through your kid's eyes. I cannot stand snow as an adult. Like you got to shovel it. You got to salt it. You got to drive through it. All this, you know, jazz that I have to face as an adult that I don't like. But when I look at it through my kid's eyes, it's like, that is cool. That is so cool. And that's, you know, there's games that I don't, that I know a lot of people don't like and, and hate on like Minecraft and, and others. Cause it's like super ugly and they, they've not really, they've just, that's the same game, like just building blocks and all that. But when my kids get jazzed about some kind of discovery that they make or adventure, they go on like, like Minecraft and Nintendo, Nintendo really allows that. And yet at the same time, there's a part of me that's like Pixar figured out how to still lock into those kids and at the same time make very adult films that touch on ideas that are so deep that I can watch a Pixar movie over and over and over again and get something new out of it. And I have yet to, and granted, I haven't played as many Nintendo games recently, but from what I have seen and played or read about, I don't feel like they've 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 they they need to expand on that pixar quality like get some more depth with you know you don't have to make like this super theological or crazy existential crisis with mario but like take it deeper than rescuing the princess or uh rescuing a uh, princess i don't know just I, i really feel like nintendo needs to to reinvent for the sake of their their true fans and there's a little bit of stockholm syndrome I think with with Nintendo fans where they've just like this is this is it. I love it. It's Zelda. I'm gonna love it forever, even if I just rescue Zelda over and over and over again. And sometimes she fights with me, sometimes she doesn't. So I I get both sides of it. And uh, but I love nostalgia, so I can't knock anyone for it at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Switching gears. Splig had this to say. Games as a service are taking the fun out of gaming. How dare you? Uh, I can't say that they're taking the fun out of gaming, but I, I do think it would be horrible if the entire or the majority of gaming went that direction. I, I can agree in that sense. I thought five years ago, it felt like majority of gaming was heading in that direction. Like there was some kind of service in every mm-hmm. game it felt like it got me a little nervous this kind of this kind of actually plays into one of my quote unquote unpopular gaming opinions a little bit let's hear it um and and it more focuses in on those games that have every year releases looking at you cod looking at you games like madden um which i know pat you you pretty much purchase it every year right Sports um, games are a little. It's a. It's a little bit different, though. I mean, because like, how much? Because the really rosters adding? are different every year and everything. It's uh, the game itself might not change, but I think a big part. And please tell me if if I'm wrong on this, because I really don't play Madden in sports games. But when I did back in the day, a big draw to me was because, oh, my team traded for this person, and now they're going to be on my team in the game, and I don't have to go through all this because some of those games back in the day didn't have a system to do that. Like having an accurate picture of what you're getting into is part of the draw of playing the game. And sh- I guess they could sell a download to that, but you just, totally could. you'd have to buy that. That would make it like a game as a service. 
So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why. And I, that's what, something different because that's not, I don't think Madden is really games of service. They make you pay the 60, 70 bucks every year. Right. No, but I'm right. saying if it was fun. just Madden and they didn't iterate on it for like three years in a row, but every year you had to download a new player's pack or something. I think that would be all right. That that's what I think, it in, my, in my opinion. Now, Pat, you may be different on that because there may be little things here and there that, you know, they come mm-hmm. out with every year. But on the average, like there, it seems like they're up to and I'm just picking on Matt and there's there's other games seriously that that do this as well like i feel like there doesn't need to be an every year full release of a game i feel like those things can be dlc like either either you build up your your um you know give take a ticky year off like kind of people are kind of sort of maybe thinking xbox may do with cod we'll see whether that happens i don't know um but like take a year off give it some time to breathe and things like that instead of doing the the once a year everything now i know with cod it's different different uh studios that are putting out a different game each year um but um i just think like there would be more time to do different things with those franchises and and matt and pat i'll let you talk about madden but um I just think those things could be, you know, a little bit more like DLC instead of like full on releases and things like that. So, Pat, you have the floor. Okay. With, <laughs> cracks, knuckles. With uh, with Madden, I I totally agree. Uh, the the year re- yearly releases with Madden are uh, the they're so incremental and in the changes that they make every year in Madden specifically are so small. That dude. Re- that really all we need is a roster update. Get it a roster update and maybe maybe additional commentary uh, downloads and do 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 new new voiceovers because you're going to have new rookies that are going to be coming in from college or wherever they're coming from. Um, that's really all you need because really when you're when you're thinking about it, uh, Madden and COD are the best selling games of the year every single year. And they get they get the that yearly treatment, you know. Even though COD has three different studios, but they get that yearly treatment, and they're the most best selling con- the best selling games. That's why they continue to do it, unless yeah. we speak with our wallets and like like I did this year with Madden. Uh, I didn't buy the I didn't buy the new Madden. It's the first time that I didn't buy really? Madden be- in, in so dude, long. Didn't you see the toe physics? Like they came out with the craziest toe physics this year. Did you not <laughs> I mean, see that? I mean, I I, I played it like with uh, with EA Play. Uh, I played the ten hour free trial that you get with it, and I was like, okay, this is this is sixty frames per second. You know, that's really all I see in this. And for the community of people who buy Madden every single year, they play online. More people play online and franchise, so single player and franchise. That's all they're doing. And the reason why they play franchise is so they can have the new roster and play again. Uh, so I don't think that Madden really needs to be a, if, if they want to be like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to sell you this for 40 bucks every year, new roster, new voiceover, uh, and new team logos, whatever it is, I would buy it really. Uh, they, and, and they could, they could use, use that time and energy to actually iterate on the franchise for the first time in forever, because really the, the best football game still to this day is NFL 2K5. That game did so much more 
and this it's been 17 years since that game has come out that game had had better better uh halftime shows better pregame shows better postgame shows better on the field commentary i mean it was just like uh they had silent reporters they they really uh just blew the entire football franchise football team games uh for for consoles uh and it's and it's still to this day one of the best one of the best games and Madden mm-hmm. still hasn't been able to replicate that they do they do all these other things that uh that are only there for your hey we're going to try this this new thing we're going to do this year yeah they only have nine months to do it that's why they, if they only have nine months to create a new game they're only going to be able to incrementally update it you know so 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 small so i would like for madden to take three years off and just give us roster updates to really improve on madden there you go you heard it here first or second maybe. all right maybe maybe uh cory fouch aka smith said, here's an unpopular opinion, not necessarily here, but as an overarching idea in the gaming side of the internet. The whole PC is better than console or Xbox is better than PlayStation or vice versa is one of the most ridiculous things ever. Playing on PC versus consoles doesn't make you a quote-unquote better gamer than anyone else. I have a PC and an Xbox. I prefer FPS games on the Xbox, just feels better. I prefer MMO-type games on the PC because the menu navigation that's needed for inventory quests, research skills, etc. just lends itself to a mouse and keyboard and two or more screens. Play what you like on the platform you like, period. Yeah, I feel like the console, the whole console wars and, and platform wars is, is ultimately very outdated. Um, although I say that and it still happens. We still have... I think, and I I can't say it's a specifically American thing, but I, I know a lot of times with American things, we're all about competitive nature. We're about that with sports things. We're about that with politics. We're about that with all sorts of other things where, you know, it's my team. My team's got to win. My team's better than your team. Your team sucks, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I just think we have that mentality of of like one has to be better than the other well no no it doesn't (laughs) um you know you play you play where you want to play when you want to play um if you you like both you like multiples that's you know that's fine um yeah i think it just it gets it gets really toxic and really frustrating and annoying and yeah i i'm totally on board with that that idea i just i hate the idea of it I feel like it's permeated pop culture so much that I don't even know anymore what the popular stance is. Like, you know, you know, Corey kind of throws that out there and I'm like, do the majority of like, is the majority really saying, you know, oh, mine's the best or Xbox is the best or PlayStation's the best. I will say that even now, I think there's a greater distinction between the three now more than ever. I feel like there was a while there, like five, six, seven years ago where it's like, well, there's a few exclusives, but between like at least Xbox and PlayStation, it's like it's pretty much the same thing. Like it's not that different. But now with Game Pass, with with Sony really digging in on the exclusives and not at least I know there's rumors of them doing the whole Game Pass thing, the Spartacus or whatever. And then Nintendo just being like, hey, you know that game on Wii from uh, 15 years ago? 
it's 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 five dollars cheaper. How about how about we'll put it on sale for six dollars cheaper? Like everybody's really doing their own thing, uh, and so there is there is more of a reason than ever to distinguish. But when it gets like name calling and you know a war as such, I, that definitely has taken it too far. But I'm not I'm not against you know having your team and and kind of duking it out just for fun, kicks and giggles. Yeah, well, go look at any sort of Twitter thread on a gaming post. Social media see what I'm is talking about. <laughs> social media is just the that's the toxic land of social media. Like yeah. you talk to any of those people in person, they will not talk that way. They will yeah. they don't kiss their mothers with that mouth. Like they would not approach a real conversation in that way. It's just the fact that they can throw a thought out there, and they can walk away and be jerks and trolls and whatever. So, but I get what you're saying. It's alive yeah. and well. Like it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So we should, uh, we should let, uh, our guest, uh, have the floor with his own controversial. Yeah. Unpopular gaming opinion. What you got? Uh, I don't have much, uh, and quite frankly, it's already somewhat been alluded to, but this is something I've said before and I will say it again. Puzzles don't belong in action games. Mm. Just period. Mm. They just don't. And, and I understand like, for instance, I, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, so I'll talk about it. Um, 2018's God of War. Tons of puzzles in that game. And I know that it's like you've got all this, this battling and you're doing all these fighting and you know, all these hordes and everything and you have the two characters you're, you're controlling together and oh my gosh, and oh, I just had this intense battle. You need something to bring you down. I, I get it. You can't just have nonstop action the entire time. But to fill that space with an obtuse, pull your hair out because it's it makes no sense puzzle is just... A waste of time in a game where the point of it is to go and be an action star, or an action hero, or whatever like that. I just think that they have absolutely no place in there. I don't mind if they're small, little, minor puzzles, but like if you really are concerned with like, oh, I need to, I need to change the pacing and I need to, like, give the player a breather because I just had this big, huge battle. That's what storytelling is for. Give me a cutscene, like. Make that stuff more interesting, you know, which I luckily God of War did a lot of that stuff, too. But like there were so many times in that game where there was some crazy dumb puzzle in, in uh, uh, Alfheim or Elfheim, however you say it. Yeah, I've not replayed that game a second time yet. And my goal was I wanted to play it before um, God of War uh, Ragnarok came out. Honestly, I don't know if that's going to happen just because it seems like there's so many games that are coming out right before that, that it, that may not happen. But yeah. Just the thought of going back in there and having to hit those stupid things and, and with my axe and untie them Freeze so that a door unlock. I I just it it makes my my skin crawl. I don't even want to do that. It's like if I could just skip that and maybe maybe that's something that's been added. Maybe I can chapter select and I could just skip over that entire thing Skippable. because I yeah. can't I can't stand that kinds of stuff. I remember and again I understand this is a little bit different when I'm about, the example I'm about to use. But I used to play a lot of Destiny in the raids. The raid's basically just one big puzzle. Now that I kind of understand, but it's like, that's kind of the same thing to my point. Like my, the thing that I enjoyed about the raid was not figuring out how to stand on this plate and then go over here and tickle this statue and then go over and do that thing. Like that's not the fun. The fun was defeating the hordes and beating the boss because we were all working in tandem. That was the thing I enjoyed about raids. I never once did any of the legwork to figure out how do you do it? I just said, I'd go in with my buddy. I'd be like, all right, what do we do? Cool. And then I'm cool with the challenge of doing the thing being hard. I, I cannot stand wasting my time trying to figure out 
oh, well, really, I was supposed to turn it three times to the left instead of four to the right. Like, that's just it, it, it makes me want to rip my hair out. I, I just yeah. don't like it personally. I have I have no room to speak being that I love Zelda. <laughs> uh, and, was- and and like, uh, what was it? The, the one, uh, The Witness. Like, I'm totally fine with those games existing and people like loving it like that. Yeah. At least, you know, like, hey, yo, I'm a puzzle. Like, you know, there's, it's, yeah. it's, it's what it is up front. I can't stand getting into a game that I think is going to be all about cool action. And then, oh, here comes 35 puzzles. It's like, yeah. get out of here with that. I mean, that's insane to me. Yeah. I got you. I get, I get it. Yep. 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 Now, do you um, have an, do you have an unpopular opinion having to deal with uh, the controls that people use? chance you know no so i play inverted <laughs> and but i will i i've said this actually on our show and i i've told other people too like i i especially myself and gabe who also plays inverted like we'll we'll definitely throw out the like oh it's the way god intended and all this kind of stuff like that's that. right yeah at the end of the day i i do i can ad, i can admit that like look especially for because it's been this way it's been changed for so long now and it's been the default has been the opposite way for so long now i do think that if i could do it i would switch my brain over and i would play normal just because it's going to make my life easier going forward and there's been several times several games fps in particular games where i picked it up borderlands was one it's like i am not changing it to inverted and that may be part of why i never got really into borderlands because i also was fighting the controls the whole time yeah but I've tried several times and my brain just doesn't work that way. It doesn't. And the, the crazy thing is, is like, if you give me, did you guys ever play um, Minecraft story mode, the telltale yep. game? Yep. So there would be times in that series I played, I think it had a couple, it had a season two. I only played the first one. Um, but there were times where you would go to, a, you would be in the game and I would have the controls inverted so that my camera would move inverted but then it would go to a map and the map would be 2D and you'd be moving a cursor. I can't have the cursor be inverted. <laughs> so depending, I would never go into my map because if I did it, like it would break my brain because they weren't, they didn't see them as different. And my, that's how my brain in, intuits that kinds of stuff. Huh. Anything visually like that, I'm moving around it like a camera in the direction I think it would go. If I need, I have a camera right over there off screen. If I'm videoing something and I need to pan up, I'm pushing down on the back of the contr- on the back of that that tripod stick. So that's how my brain interprets it. But when you're doing yeah. something like on on a map, moving a cursor, like to me, that's like I have a pen and I'm moving or I'm drawing on it. So it needs to be the other way, and it's just it throws my head for a loop. And so if I could tell people, or if I like my little nephew, like I would say, no, just play. Play the way it is by default, get used to it and learn it that way because you're going to be setting yourself up for success better in the future. If I could change, I absolutely would. So I, I even though I, I make jokes about it, I, realistically, I don't think that everybody needs to play as inverted because mm. I think you're just biting off more than you can chew unnecessarily because the world's against us all. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, in your first folks. I, I get I get it uh, in terms of like specifically if you're flying like a ship or a craft or something like that it makes sense to play inverted but for me at least like i don't want to pull down if i'm a character i don't want to pull down to look up why why is that and again i'm not saying you're right or wrong i'm just saying why i don't know it's just it's just been always a natural thing for me if i want to look up i want to push up um now i get 
you know, flight controls, that's different story for me. But if I want to look down, then I pull down. That's just, that's just where my brain is. And I guess mm. it's just a matter of, you know, where has your mind, you know, molded in terms of that, I suppose. But yeah, but it, it makes you wonder. And I have no idea because I, I don't make planes for sure. a living. So I don't know plane science. Yeah, but it's, it's like, OK, because you're not the first person that's said that and the, phrased it that way. Yeah. You're like, OK, I, under, I can kind of I understand that because whenever you watch movies or if you happen to know someone that's a pilot or you're a pilot yourself, you know, when you're in a plane, you know, you pull back on the stick or the, or, or the controls, how, cause sometimes it's more like a steering wheel sure. um, and you pull back or towards you and it goes up and then you push forward and, and essentially pushing down and it'll go the opposite way. But it's like, it makes me wonder, it's like, but why is, why couldn't Joe <laughs> plane maker flip it the other way? Like, right. Was it was it just question. somebody did, you know, the Wright brothers did it that way. And they're like, well, we're sticking with it because it, it's you, so it's so funny that everybody is like, oh, I understand it with flight things, but not the others. But it's like, but you only say that because that's what, you know, it's like it's weird. Yeah. It's like, why yeah. did the flight people who make planes? Why is it that way? Is there a scientific reason why? Well, it's I like these n- new Who's cars, too, where they they took away the gear shift and now the gear shift is just a dial. And it's like you're changing the temperature on your car or you're, mm-hmm. you're just turning it to, oh, I want to go, I want to drive. So I'm going to turn the dial to D and that's it. And I'm like, wait, where's the, where's the gear that I, where's the little stick that I pull down to go to D? Why, why am I turning this little, little dial? It's one, well, the just, whole, the same thing with the push to start. That was weird. The first oh, couple of cars you got into with that as well. Still weird. I still now some cars weird. you get in, they don't even start. They're just automatically on. You just hit the button, double tap on the stock, and you're going in reverse yep. or drive or whatever. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. a weird world we live in. It's a crazy world for <laughs> sure. For sure. Um, just going to throw out some quick uh, final joiner of unpopular opinions. And then if you guys have any waiting in the wing, you want to throw out a few jabs before we wrap things up. Uh, get your notes and thoughts prepared. Um, Ryan unpopular opinion, Strabi. He said, if you want a true unpopular opinion, Diddy Kong racing was the best karting game on N64. I will fight you on that. That is not correct, sir. <laughs> I never played it. That is never not played correct. it. <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> the voice acting in that game is absolutely terrible. Uh, the, the gameplay is okay, but to me, like mm. the cardings where it's at, and plus they had an actual like uh, I don't remember if they had an actual besides racing any multiplayer type stuff, but I know sixty Mario Kart sixty four, uh, they definitely had like you know arena attack type games where you know you had to fire objects at each other and you had multiple balloons, you had three chances to 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 shoot at you know different enemies or different uh, other people that are playing playing against your friends things like that um and yeah sorry no sticking my sticking my heels in the ground on that one no sir all right fair enough enough. (laughs) i didn't i didn't play diddy kong so i can't speak to it i got i I got to i got to mario kart 64 actually really late i played uh super nintendo uh, Super Mario Kart, which was my favorite for a long time, and then I played the Wii one, and I, I then I looped back to the 64 one. Uh, so I played it all. 
yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. But never did Diddy Kong. I'll just have that's, to take your word for it, Ryan. That's like your Mark. your opinion, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Haley, but vampiric said unpopular opinions for games, huh? Hmm. Escort missions are fine as long as one of these two options are in place: the AI can defend itself, or has a run speed equal to yours. A agreed, agreed with that <laughs> one. Yeah. I don't know but if it's the problem opinion. is is that how many games have that? Zero. Not enough. <laughs> no, not at Thus, all. They are horrible. Yeah, they are downright horrible for yeah. sure. Um, uh, the last one, Corey Fouch, he said the GTA series is overrated. Ooh, mm. uh, I mean, I don't have it, that it de- would go against popular opinion. It depends on how you what exactly he meant by overrated. I will say, I think the stories are stupid. I, I've I not will, played I a single one that I was like, this was amazing. Like I had some fun with it. Don't get me wrong. But I, I mean that the story content, quite frankly, is why I stopped playing them. I was like, this is just bad. But the gameplay and the worlds that they build and, and the support that they throw behind it. Well, I mean, you, you could argue a GTA online got has had its ups and downs, but I, I think all that stuff is great. I think they do like world class at a lot of those things, but the story, if you're a person that's like, Oh, I want a really cool story. Like the stories are stupid. And I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying there's not other stupid stories in video games that are, you know, praised, but I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't find them fun. I don't enjoy doing them. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. But I think they're well-made games. I do think that. Yeah, they are. But I would agree to there. I mean, for all the like the billions of dollars they make for what they do and yeah. what it encompasses by its very nature of just the billions of dollars, it is overrated for sure. There are way better games. I don't know about way better, but there are better games that have not gotten enough love over the years. Yeah, I have no really dog in do anything with it. I have no dog in this fight because uh, the last one I played was three. And the more in terms of content, the more inappropriate they got the more i was done with it Mm -hmm. so yeah all right last uh controversy unpopular opinions big and small from you guys go what do you got Mm, i have i have four and i'll just rattle these off let's hear it (laughs) so we will uh, agree or disagree uh quick time events are the stupidest gameplay mechanic (laughs) in games uh the way it used that, to be so cool I'm, I'm looking at you uncharted uh right now and, and batman arkham origins when you have a boss fight and you have to do quick time events one of the best things about the games nowadays is how beautiful they look and when you take that away from me i hate you i hate you with a passion because i am more focused on what button i need to press than what's actually happening on the screen and so I played through all of the Uncharted games and so many quick time events. And now with accessibility coming with like, you know, that's, that's the big thing nowadays. And you can turn off quick time events. Like when I went, when I played Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and you have the ability to turn off QTE, I yeah. turned it off immediately before I played any of the game. I was like, I'm not doing any of these. Like there's like you, you, uh, you fall off a cliff or and you, and you, and you hold on, you have to keep pressing X to come back up. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Just push me back up on the uh, on the top of the cliff, so I don't have to worry about it. So uh, that that's that's the worst. Sorry, I went. I meant, I meant I meant to say I was going to go quick, but 
You know how so that works. So quick fire. Yeah, well, <laughs> let me interject. Quick fire. With your quick fire, let me interject real quick. No. Uh, Golden Abyss. I didn't bring this up, but I beat it this past week. And the touch controls on that game and the quick time moments, the worst. That's QTE on the steroids. Worst. Never give QTE that to me again. with with little arrows. You got to swipe up, swipe counterclockwise, swipe. And it in doesn't a even register shape. most of the time. It does. No, it was it was awful. Yeah, but yeah. Um, ga- uh, games without spoken dialogue are the worst. So if you have like uh, if there's words on the screen and all you hear is meow, 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 yeah. like some sort of like gibberish, I'm like I don't, I'm not playing you. Like I look at you, Nintendo. I'm like I I can't I can't do it. I can't play those games. Like if you if it's silent, okay, great. But if you give me that weird gibberish, I'm not gonna play your game. Never. I'm never doing it. Um, so never touching a Pokemon game. Okay. Never in my life. I, I, <laughs> I have I haven't before, and I probably won't. Um, next one is consoles should never be white. And then the last You're wrong. One. <laughs> oh, so wrong you couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> He's like, no. Uh, and then the last one, last one is uh, frame rate doesn't matter whether it's thirty or sixty doesn't matter. You're mm. absolutely. I'll fight you on that one for sure. Like the white thing was like, like uh, a shot shirt. across the bow, but the nope. frame rate thing, no frames make an absolute difference. And. Honestly, if you haven't quite figured that out, like in this generation yet, like you may be too far gone for then can be helped. So but I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference in the way that the game feels, the way that the game presents itself, especially uh, assuming you have a monitor that can play at 60 hertz, which virtually every television and monitor these days can. So mm-hmm. that's probably not an issue that you're stuck with a one that can only do 30 hertz. But are you telling me you can't notice a difference? Oh, I can notice. I can notice the difference. So the reason why the reason why I I actually prefer thirty FPS uh, for most games. If I'm playing like Forza, I'm going to be putting it on uh, on sixty FPS. If I'm playing Madden or like you know if I want to play like an online, I'm really waiting for Apex to have a PS5 upgrade so I can put it on sixty FPS. Those kind of games I want. But story driven games, whether it's like like Uncharted. Uh, I want it to be 30 FPS because the way it looks to my eyes is once you get higher than that, it starts to look fake to me and it starts. But it is, it's a video game. Well, I know it's just, it's just, it, well, in video games to me, like I can get immersed in a video game. Like I can, I can get drawn into the story and I and but anytime there's a, anytime there's a part of a game that brings me out of the story, it really just, I don't, I don't feel like I'm engrossed in it as much. And when I have 60 FPS for like a, so with someone moving around, it feels like it has the smooth motion like TVs, like soap operas have, where it's like, oh, this is this doesn't look right to me. So there's only certain games that I'll have uh, 60 versus 30. But if I have a choose, to choose uh, an option to choose 4K ray tracing and 30 frames per second versus 60 frames per, se- uh, per second per second, and then what what is the, what are the other options? Um, no ray tracing, and then 4K upscaling. I'm going to do 30 FPS every day. Oh man, I, I will I will <laughs> sacrifice like... I will sacrifice every single bit of that for frame rate. Save the now, I, now I don't want to. It's not. I won't. I, I don't think it's necessarily insane. Like to me, while I'm sitting here arguing for frame rate, um, as someone who doesn't have a ton of experience, I'll admittedly so with higher than 60. I do have 
both next-gen systems, and I do have a, a, a monitor with HDMI 2.1, so I can do up to 120 frames per second. Like on Xbox, a lot of those games, they get the frame rate boost, and they can play at 120 frames per second, but they're rendering it like 480p. It's like, no, I'm not, sure. I'm not doing that difference. Yeah. But if you can give me 60, and like the, the best spot to be in, quite frankly, and I understand why not everybody does this, because I'm sure it's not easy to do. But is the way that Spider-Man Miles Morales does it? They gave me a performance mode that gives me 60 frames per second and our and ray tracing. It's performance RT, and it just doesn't give you all the ray tracing everywhere that it can happen. But it gives you it in the parts where it's it's important. Like to me, that's the perfect happy medium. But I'd be perfectly fine to play it in just performance mode without any of the fancy. Uh, and, and this is a 4K screen too. So when it's a little bit when it's less than you know uh, 4K, I can tell there's some fuzz there. It's like, I need it to feel good. If the game's going to have any type of action base in it where I'm doing action-y things, I need it to feel quick and fast. Like if it was a Telltale Story style, like a like The Walking Dead kind of thing, I'm with you. It doesn't matter to me if it's 30 or whatever like that because none of that stuff's really super important, even though it does have QTEs in those style games. But yeah, I, I, I man, I will, I want 60, I want 60 frames, all the things, all the things. <laughs> All the things. Yes. Put that on the box. Stake in the ground. Line in the center. Yep. All right. Those are your four. Mark or Chris, you got any more? That's 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 it for me. Uh, the only other one that I have, and this is going to make some people mad, but I think turn-based games are stupid. <laughs> 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 I just don't. I don't understand. It's, I remember the first time I went to a friend's house and it had to have been a Final Fantasy game. I honestly don't remember what the game was, but it was back in the, I don't remember for sure if it was PS1, PS2, but it was back in that time frame. And I go over there and he's like, oh, you gotta, you gotta see this game. I'm going to play it. And he starts it up and he's like, here, you start it. I'll kind of walk you through or whatever. And I'm doing this thing and I go to some battle and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't hit the guy. And they're like, oh no, it's their turn. (laughs) <laughs> why am i gonna allow the bad guy to hit me it's like no i want to defeat him and i'm you know it's like well but you gotta think and then you gotta go in your potion bag and it's like no just give me the sword let me fight the guy and dodge and then i'm gonna cut him like I, what I, the the concept that to let the enemy have a turn to take me down no i just i i even to this day i've never understood how that is a mechanic that so many people have gravitated towards it makes no sense to me. So, so um, I went back in back in the late '90s when Final Fantasy VII came out. I was like, "Oh, this is like every, this is the new hotness. Everyone wants to play this game. This is the biggest game. I don't know. I'm gonna play this game." I played it, ended up ended up being turn based. I'm like, I was like, "Nope, uh, I don't. I don't care how good you think this game is. I'm not gonna play it because it's turn based." You talking about the remake? No, no. This was back in the late '90s when Final I was gonna say because I, I the OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I do think the remake, which the ma- only reason I agreed to give it a try, is because they removed the term base. But my yeah. understanding is you could go in the settings and you could revert it. You could be like, bring it, it right could, back. You could bring it right back. If that was, you know, obviously there's so many people that love it that way. Um, yeah. But I, I was, I was beyond ecstatic that the default was not that. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was, which yeah. I wouldn't, I'd have been fine too. If, if the default would have been turn-based as long as I could turn it off, I'd have been mm-hmm. fine with that. Right. But yeah. I, yeah. I just, I just don't get it. I don't. I'm actually a, f- a f- I'm one of those weirdos that just, I don't know why I like the turn-based. I like the relaxed nature of it. Like just kind of sitting back and being like, okay, I'm going to take my turn. And, and I like the visual you say, I was like, oh, okay, it's your turn 
bad guy. You hit yeah. me now. And now it's my turn to hit you. Let's take turns. Like, it sounds really goofy, but, and, and when I played Final Fantasy VII Remake, I did try the, the turn-based one, which it wasn't really, it wasn't really as, as, as weird, but it was kind of because you didn't control the characters. You just watched them dance around and hit the bad guys until your ATB, your action thing charged up, and then you could make a decision to do one of their super moves or whatever. Mm. It was kind of weird. It's like, I either need static turn-based or all action i don't like the in-between for sure only game that kind of opened a window in my brain it was like oh i kind of get it now for me um was hearthstone because essentially that's a turn-based strategy game yeah it's a card game but that's the thing it's a card game it's not presenting itself as an action game yeah. So if you're going to give me action, I, I'm I'm not doofully or purposefully going to let the bad guy come in and hit me. I'm going to try yeah. to go flawless victory and, and take this sucker out. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just not doing it the other way. Yeah, I generally I ge- I'm pretty much on on your side of things. The only spot where and, and I guess this is the only exception for me. And I, I don't know why it is because it's really no different is Pokemon catch them all. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just because you know when I was a kid, that was that was the thing, and I I kind of just got into it. Um, but yeah, that's been the only turn-based type game that I have gotten into. Everything else, I just I don't care. I don't care for it. I'd rather yeah. be immediate action kind of person. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's even funny on the TV show, like when they're, they're they like throw out their Pokemon and the Pokemon can't do anything until you tell them to do a move. If yeah. I had Pokemon, I'd be like, hey, do all your best moves and win at all costs. And I don't have to say anything else. I just get some popcorn and just watch my Pokemon beat up the others. But that's not how they do it. Yeah. So, eh. All right. Didn't say uh, it made sense. <laughs> Mark, do you do you have any more you want to throw out there? Did you nope. say no? I'm right. fresh out. And Chris, you said that was your last one, right? Yes. I just want to make sure all hearts are clear. I don't care if we're going over time. This is important unpopularness. Topic. <laughs> so uh, I have two. One is just like, I know it's purely my opinion, and I honestly don't judge those who think otherwise, but it's just the way I, I, my brain works and why I do some of the crazy things I do. But, but I think playing video games only for fun is the wrong way to play video games. What? And uh, what's what's the alternative? Yeah. The alternative is to allow yourself to suffer sometimes, to allow yourself to not have fun because sometimes you'll find that, that when you persevere, you can learn a life lesson or you can learn to persevere more and it washes over into real life. Spoken no. like a true pastor. No, because there's <laughs> enough of there's enough of that hardship and life lesson and building junk just in real life. I, I yeah, don't need that in my leisure. But it's so much easier to do it in video games, and then it car- it can carry over into real life. I'll just be more upset in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I see what you're getting at, and and you know. But I'm not going there. Yeah. If, I, if, I'm in, if, I'm, if I'm not enjoying a game, I'm bouncing. I'm just out. I just don't. No, care. I, 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 have fun this is, I, I don't have, you know, uh, 
fortunate or unfortunate, you know, everybody has their own opinions. But for me, I, you know, I we don't have children. That was our choice. So I don't have like I have to go to soccer games and all this stuff where I, I, my life is crazy busy. I, I'm fortunate in the sense that I have probably more free time than a lot of other adults that are my my same age. But that doesn't mean that I don't have a lot of responsibility and other things that I'm still handling. So my free time is still precious. So when I have it, I'm not going to sit there and purposefully be like, man, I heard this is a bear to get through. Let's pop it in. Like, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I get people all about the challenge. But yeah, I want to be able to chill and enjoy. And obviously with any game, there's there's challenges, there's hurdles that you have to jump. I definitely don't want to paint the picture that I'm like anti-challenge. It's like, no, I don't want every game to be a pushover. Yes, challenge me. But if you're going into it to be like, I want to be punished because I'm going to learn something. Like, no, I'm not, I'm no, not doing not, that. Not every, every game needs to be a FromSoft game. Uh, life throws enough of those punishing lessons at you just on its own. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I knew you guys would push back on that. So I just want to make sure to throw it out there. The second one, though is more uh-huh. serious and I will die on a hill with this one. Mm. P- people who eat finger foods and play games are monsters. I don't know if they're monsters, but they are heathens, heathens, monsters, yeah. whatever you want. You, you name the negative thing. It's, I'm going to clarify. You need gonna, Jesus. I, I think I'm going to clarify <laughs> finger foods that have any sort of dust or any way they, they all do it. but what doesn't what yeah, doesn't have some kind of I mean, residue grapes, only some kind that, of yeah grapes and like <laughs> baby <laughs> carrots are the only things i can think of finger food wise i love popping some, some grapes of, while i'm playing yeah, some type Legends. of cold vegetable is about the only finger food you could eat that doesn't have something that's going to get on what you're touching and even then, then even then there's a smell there's yeah. everything has a smell to it so and then you have the audacity to hand that controller to your friend or somebody else. Oh, like, here, you handle no. this. <laughs> it's monstrous. Gross. Monstrous. Gross. 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 Yep. All right. Well, there you go, folks. That's all we have for the unpopular gaming opinions. Some of them more so than others. Uh, as is tradition, some very quick, quick housekeeping to wrap things up, where we offer you towels, fluff pillows, Topped with Andy's candies and tip you off to the GMG news you need to know. The GMG stream team still offers content and conversation Sunday to Saturday. Check out Chris The Rock daily early in the a.m., 4 to 6 a.m. to be exact. Uh, Check out Mark on Saturday mornings and then maybe the occasional night streams when he's getting after hours. Uh, And then for myself, I am going to be getting back in the swing of things of streaming but I have no definite dates to tell you. Just keep an eye out. I'll just pop up out of nowhere playing something on Xbox, PS5, whatever. Uh, but you can check us out, twitch.tv, uh, and the links are in the show notes, of course. Um, if you're not into streaming, you can, of course, find us on Twitter, Discord, all those good things. We would appreciate you rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Um, Chris, do you yes. want to plug anything yourself. I know you're not an avid streamer and that kind of stuff, but anything you want to throw out there to get uh, joiners connected with you or, or whatever, um, throw it out. Uh, I am on Twitter at breadfan 35, mostly talk about gaming, some uh, like tech and nerd, just nerd stuff. Um, but I'd say 90% of that Twitter accounts stuff has something to do with gaming. 
um, whether it's debating with somebody about a topic or just retweeting news that I find that I think is really cool. Um, and then, uh, as mentioned before, I'm part of a podcast, Marriage of the Games. You can check us out. We're on pretty much every streaming platform that you can think of. Um, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, if Google Play is even still a thing or whatever they call it these days. Uh, all those places you can find us there. Um, I don't really stream very much. It's one of those things I'm always like, oh, I should do this more. And then when I do it, I have a huge headache when I get done doing it. And I'm like, man, that was, even though it was fun, it was also a huge pain. So I, I just don't do it enough. Um, so I guess just if you happen to see me tweet out a link that like, oh, I'm streaming something, it's probably rare. And if you have any interest in checking it out, go ahead and click that link because it might be one of the few times you get the opportunity to see me do that. Mm-hmm. Chris is the Bigfoot of streaming so you better check it <laughs> out i am i am you're not gonna see me often so when you see me you gotta make sure you get those goggles and like look and like oh man i gotta watch this for uh, look it's a chris sighting let's mm-hmm. go they've released the kraken and it's the always McCracken. like from afar and grainy when you see it now yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah. might have a wristwatch might not you never know <laughs> oh look out hey all you joiners out there in podcast land you're listening to and song top 100 countdown here on your favorite podcast station WGMG um the last thing we're going to do of course is throw out some music picks for our gmg mast 100 list our good morning guys music and songs top 100 and as is tradition since chris is a guest i'm going to put him on the spot and have him throw out whatever his most favorite song is uh for us to add to the list I will say it's backfired on us in the past, but I trust Chris implicitly, and I think he'll have a good song for us that we will put on the list and not regret later. So I'm going to give him a chance because he's looking at stuff. So Mark, Pat, you have songs too. Throw them out there. Yeah, I'm going to go with Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Yes. Solid, solid. What was that? Was that Rocky 4, Rocky 5, something like that? I think that was All the Rockies. All of them. It wasn't all in them. all the Rockies. I feel like it was in all the Rockies. It was not in all the Rockies. Nope. Well, it should have been. They need to remaster those and put it in the song or put it in the movie just randomly. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It's fair. Remaster it and put it in there. That's right. So you just want a song to put on the list? Yep. yep. We want your favorite song or a favorite. It doesn't have to be the favorite. It could be a metallic song. No, it will not be a metallic song because right. you, you could put almost anyone on there and I'd be happy with that. Um, there you go. <laughs> so, so I'm going to put, I'm put one that is probably not on your list. Is it a playlist or or just like a list you keep in general that you tell people to check out? Is that how it works? It's 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 both. We're, okay. we're making a list that we're going to do a final top 100 uh, when Got we're it. done with it. And then we're also compiling a playlist on Spotify. So um, I would be shocked if this band is on your list. So that's why I'm choosing them. Um, their name is Bran Van 3000. And the song title is Everywhere. Bran Van right. 3000. Yeah. That's a, it three is, separate words. Bran Van 3000. All right. There's a lot of stuff, especially in the first two albums, that are really good that you could throw in there. Like if anybody looks them up and starts going down a rabbit hole, you'll probably find other songs that you would want on this list. But that one is the one that I'm going to shout out. All right. Okay. I like it. Totally, totally going with an, a one I don't think it, any of us have heard of. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had one pick and now I'm going to change my pick. Um, and it's probably the complete opposite of the style of what Chris wanted. 
uh, or what he picked, I should say. Um, so uh, this is a band called Fleet Foxes. Uh, it's a song called Mykonos. Mykonos is a, is a place in Greece. Um, and it's just this really chill, acoustic-y type alternative vibe type song. All so. right. Cool. Uh, I chose a song by the Proclaimers. I would walk 500 miles. However that goes. When I wake I up, would, yep. Yes, no, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pat, Mark, Spirit of Ronnie J, and of course Chris McCracken, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners. Go and get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game.